Today on Gamer Red Radio, our alter egos recap Midwest Gaming Classic. Gamer Red Radio starts now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to uh, Gamerhead Radio. I am Gout, your uh, disease. <laughs> <laughs> and I am Charlie, tug for buttercorn worthly. Candy Mountain, Charlie. And I am host number three, Jonathan Santiago, a.k.a. Falcon Glynn. We're being for villains, come on! <laughs> I, I guess, too. This will all make sense later, I promise. Yeah, this maybe, is maybe. a deep foreshadowing joke <laughs> that will make sense at the end uh, of this cast. Uh, we are these people, but only for this week, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I, I like that. I could be like either or, then I'll finally have an AKA if it with the, the right. Smiths. Right. You're just going to forever be gout? Yes, AKA Every gout. villain has more than one alias. Yeah, we'll leave true. it at that. That's true. Yeah. How are you guys doing this week? Easy there, Buttercorn. <laughs> buttercorn? <laughs> Jesus. Sounds like uh. a general from the Civil War. <laughs> like he took my That would hill. be Charlie's pony name, Buttercorn. <laughs> Commander Buttercorn, okay. That's right. Or right. a porn name, either way. So. <laughs> wow, went hard left there. Uh, so, on uh, hard. to answer your question, uh... <laughs> Uh, Mr. Glenn, um, I'm <laughs> doing. I, I'm doing fine. Um, I had a very productive gardening day yesterday and fence building day. So uh, that more um, productive in one day than I was with my entire week. Well wait, done, wait. sir. Round of applause for Charlie for live action Minecraft. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> yes, you little, did. I so, guess so, technically sort of that is true. Bit. You know, our, our our fence is now completely enclosed, and now Pyro can room free, so we don't have to oh, worry about excellent. No more, no more chains. So he's very happy about That's that. That's good. That's good. I'm sure anybody, uh, even, any man, even if it's a tiny, tiny dog man, uh, <laughs> longs to poop uh, where they please. That's chain yeah. free. That's true. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's good. true. Four more years, I'll be able to do that. How about you, John? How was your uh, How was your week? It was. Uh, it was very busy. Uh, not bad. Uh, productive uh, in one way, not so productive in another. But uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, I I am here and and I'm alive, and that's all that matters. The week tried to kill me, and it didn't work, so I'm here. I know how that works. And, uh, Goat, how was your week, especially yesterday? Uh, yesterday was exceptionally awesome, even yeah. though I got ditched by my two co-hosts for various reasons. Apparently, live Minecraft and John. Automotive. <laughs> no, we're going to file it under my car hates me is what we're going to file yes, it Yes, your under. car does, in fact, hate you. For the record, uh, my car has been in the shop three times in ten days, all for completely unrelated like $50 fixes, like one tiny little damn goddamn stupid thing would break, and then the, the, like two days later, something else would break and systematically would break, and it's trying to kill me. But I'm here, and everything is jolly. Awesome. Mm. Not at all awesome. Man, if I... I God would have killed you have been there yesterday. So, go. what'd you do yesterday? Uh, I went to the uh, the Galloping Ghost in the, the Brookfield, uh, Illinois. Which is, I believe... I am. Feel safe in saying it's the largest arcade in Illinois, and it might be one of the largest arcades in the United States. Yeah, it's I the best, think, yeah. and I'm biased. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, so yeah, let's see. So last week we were in Brookfield, Wisconsin, and then I was in Brookfield. Man, I need to get out of Brookfield. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but uh, they had uh, MK10 may have came out this week. You might have noticed. Yeah, or last week, actually. Um, and they had a big tournament thing and had 15 of the movie actors there and a the whole shebang and awesomeness. And so these are 
so were any, of, were any of these actors from the movie, or are they all the stop motion actors from the from the old games? These were the these were Movies. the stop motion actors are they from the games. Yeah, okay. no, these are That's the guys right. that like if yeah. you saw people digitized in the first couple of games, uh, it was those people that I they used get those to do guys the animations. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was so that yeah, was I met a whole there. bunch of them. Got a whole bunch of the glossies, and they all signed them and met way too many people. Way. <laughs> like, uh, you said like, it was packed in there, right? Uh, well, Yelping Ghost says like roughly, we'll say high side six hundred machines. I'm pretty sure there was three people per machine at one point in that building. Wow. Dang, that sounds like a fire code issue. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we broke <laughs> it. At least <laughs> by once. it he means the arcade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no, by I mean when I was in line, that was we. And just the line alone had to bring it once or twice. Awesome. So, but yeah, it was it was awesome. Uh, they have Killer Instinct there. Played that for the Xbox One, but it's on cabinet, so it's way better. Oh, oh I didn't understand. I saw you send that picture to mm-hmm. John yeah. of Killer Instinct. So, but that's not that's the old one school Killer Instinct. That's, that's the one he's playing now. Man. Yeah, they oh. have the first two at Galloping Ghost. Right, right. right. Yeah, I, I this was, form. Yeah, this was cabbed up, and gotcha, I haven't gotcha. seen that as a cab yeah. yet. So I got to I play. Just, oh. That's cool. I got to play one thing that John got to play last week, and then one thing that John has yet to get played. That's true. <laughs> Uh, what is he not? Oh, okay. Yeah. The cabinet version so, of uh, Instinct. Help, help, help the ignorant here. So when you have like a game like that, mm-hmm. is it just, is there just an Xbox One inside there? Or correct. do they have something, yes. some, something simple? No, it's, it's an Xbox okay. One well, that's got a custom cab built yeah, for it. Right, right. To, to, to break it down for the, the uninitiated, Charlie, and the other yeah. ones, the cabinet is not as advanced as you think. It's literally just a board in the bottom hooked up to a monitor. So now in the modern day, it's just the system hooked up to a flat panel yeah, instead of the arcade board that runs the unit it's yeah. just the system and sure, then they've got yeah, the okay. it, lo- it looks and feels like a standard arcade cab well, but the is. inputs for you know all the buttons are wired yeah. to run into the you know my, my question was based more around I wonder if, I, I was wondering if it would be cheaper to have a board like just if they if they created. made just generic boards that you could just dump a game onto and stick it in there if that would be cheaper than having like the full blown system that's a question that's a good question no because then you can put more games on the full blown system Your it's big as your hard drive True. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. So, but it's just like your digital pinball you were enamored with. That's the next step. Sure. Fair enough. I, I kind of want to build one for my house, but <laughs> <laughs> it's um, good though. I, I want to go play. I want to go there just to play that. Yeah. I was I was thoroughly disappointed that Bump and Jump was out of order. They have the cabinet. Wah, wah. So I'm like, I'm going home. This place is garbage. <laughs> Call no. me when you fix Bump and Jump. <laughs> no, I, I, I skidooed over there right to Primal Rage 2, which is one of like three cabinets in the world. Actually, yeah. I, the story. <laughs> that Primal Rage 2 mm-hmm. board is the only, it's a prototype board. Mm. It is the only working Primal Rage 2 mm-hmm. board in the world. Yes. It, it, it's the only one that was actually made from what I understand. No, and do you guys know what's, yes. what's the story? Yes, the beer. Yeah. Did you hear about this? No, this I don't know. So so, so briefly, before we move on to what we've been playing, first of all, we want to uh, once again thank all the fine folks at the Midwest Gaming Classic for um, having us up for that live show that we did last week. Um, and for like the five people that um, you know stuck around to watch us, we definitely appreciate you guys. Including <laughs> our new buddies at 42 Lounge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very yeah. fun to play. Very, very cool, guys. Very um, nice. Um, as of the time of this recording, um, just because my life has been sucking up, well, my life, um, I haven't gotten the video <laughs> version up yet. Um, there's a small technical issue with it that is completely fixable. I just need the time to do it. So um, that that is coming. So sorry if you've been waiting for that. But um, so uh, there was an issue with the Primal Rage 2 cabinet. Um, some genius spilled beer into it up at the Midwest Gaming Classic last week. And f- and fried the board. Oh my god! And no, no, no. didn't fry the. Board. No, I know, but well, they did, but oh. they managed to clean it after like hours of like scrubbing the thing and get it back up and running again. So they managed to fix it, but 
Okay. Which I didn't know it fried. I heard it just it, it messed with the controllers. No, it, well, well, so I was reading Doc's post yeah. on on uh, on the on the uh, on their on the, the Galloping Ghost Facebook page, mm-hmm. and he was talking about how the you know so somebody spilled beer, didn't tell them, like nobody told them that it happened, and it completely it, it went into a boot loop and then wouldn't power on at all anymore. Oh, okay. Like, it, I re- that they, post. It, it fries it, <laughs> but then um, but they managed to get in there and clean it all up and everything, and so now it's working again. And so he was just using this as an example. They call it the incident, um, mm-hmm. and they use it as an example of talking about why they have like a no drink and no alcohol policy inside Gallup and Ghost Arcade. I'm just like, I get it. I completely no, understand. No, I, I absolutely agree. <laughs> these are, man. these are, you know, a lot of these things are, you know, well, okay, maybe not a lot, but many of these things are a dime a dozen, but many of, far more of mm. these things are like very, very, very possibly one of a kind. Yeah, and they're so, old and yeah. they're hard to find, but yeah. something like that where it's the only existing, that's an artifact. That's yeah. a video game artifact. Yeah. And to clarify, they do have drinks there. They just don't have alcohol. Yeah. For this reason. Oh, okay. You okay. are less likely to soberly drop your pop and not clean it up True. than you are to not soberly drop your beer. <laughs> okay. Right, right. Yeah. Well, man, I'm glad they were able to recover that. Yeah, that would have been heartbreaking. Fine. Everything's fine. Fantastic. Yeah. I still need to go there and play that. No I fatalities. Really well, to. I mean, there was a fatality. Well, yeah, yeah. Had, but <laughs> that was across the street. <laughs> yes, indeed. Indeed. Uh, so before we move on, let's talk about uh, what's oh. coming up in the next week or so. More expansion um, packs, people. Yeah. So on, uh, it's, it's a whole bunch of... Uh, the next week is like a game a day. So on the 20th, we've got Slow Down Bull on Windows, which I'm assuming is about a bull that's going fast. Was it made by the same people who made Whoa, Dave? I don't think so. Lots of exclamation points. <laughs> um, on the 21st, we've got Shovel Knight making it to the PS3, PS4, and PS Vita. Uh, on the 22nd, we've got Kalimba coming out for Windows. On the 23rd, we've got Mario Kart DS hitting the Wii U Virtual Console. On the twenty fourth, go. You're confused. What? I, I, I don't. I, I, Nintendo, just run me through this real quick because uh-huh. I don't understand why you would put out the Mario Kart DS when you have Mario Kart Eight on your system already. Because money. Yeah, people they, will buy it. They they could. Uh, yeah, I guess yeah. it's weird. Uh, on the twenty fourth, Dungeons Two on Windows and Mac, and on the twenty fifth, Watch Quest Heroes of Time. You guys guess the platform. What what do you imagine this game is coming out on? Linux. Watch Quest? Watch Quest. Watch Heroes Quest. of Time. Yeah. That's uh, going to be on your watch. Is it on? Yeah. Is it on your smartwatch? Android Wear? <laughs> uh, you are close, but incorrect. Hmm. It is the first game that's going to be available on the Apple Watch. Oh. Interesting. Because it will have uh, the Apple Watch will have just come out that week. People uh, people will start to be receiving those in the mail. Of, oh, nice. At, at really least curious. the people who are up at 2 a.m. Central Time oh. um, to, to pre-order it because it's sold out in like two hours. Between 2 and 4 a.m. on a Thursday morning, Thursday night, uh, Friday morning. There are a lot of um, second shift people who are happy they work second shift that day. Yep. <laughs> and first shifters who, uh, who were just lost out on sleep. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I would try that out. You know, I, I don't necessarily know as I'd buy a bunch of games for, you know, the smartwatches in general, but well, I'd try that out. Here's the thing. I've, I've attempted some very minor games on my Android Wear watch. Um, the, um, the, the, the biggest failing that Android Wear has is its battery life because you've got a, a very tiny device and not a lot of room for a battery. They've um, in the year ish that it's been out, they have inc- they have through operating system updates increased the battery life significantly. It used to when I put it, when I put it on my wrist when I left the house at seven in the morning, it used to basically like make it until like about twelve hours, about like seven or eight until I got home. Now uh, when I put it on at the same time, now I get when I put it back on its charger around ten or eleven, I still have like thirty percent left. Oh wow! That's so they've terrible. significantly increased battery life, but still, um, the days where I'm using it a lot more actively. 
it still kills it. Trying to play a game on that thing, I mean, like it's gonna last. You're, you're gonna like playing like playing a game on like the train or whatever for like half an hour or something like that. Yeah, you're gonna take quarter of its battery life Holy because crap. it's yeah. it's not designed to do that. It sounds familiar, man. There's this guy I knew who was telling me to stop watching all the videos and streaming music because it burns my battery on my phone. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> it's like it's like if you use it, it's gonna burn battery. I crazy, right? Yeah. I know. So um, well, I'll buy one when they put Ingress on it. I would not be surprised if that's already a thing. That would be awesome. Um, way more convenient. Would make sense. <laughs> be like dee dee dee. Yeah. Mine. Uh, I was surprised <laughs> to find out the Ingress is out for the uh, for for iOS. I just I thought that was like an Android only thing. No, it but, came um, out. It was about six. Yeah, it was ago a while ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just um, I think I mentioned it at the time. It's just I re re came across that little fact mm. and it just surprised me just because it's Google. Um, also, just like to mention that uh, we are now in the second half of the month, and so um, the Xbox Live free games have changed around. So you can still get on the Xbox One um, Pool Nation FX and Child of Light. Um, do get Child of Light. Don't get Pool Nation FX. <laughs> <laughs> and Raymond, if you haven't got it yet, still up there. Uh, oh, yeah. That, that's still available from last month. Yeah, they kept that one up. Yeah. Um, and now, as of the 16th, now there's a second half, 360 owners can get uh, Assassin's Creed Black Flag and Army of Two, the Devil's Cartel, for free through the end of this month. So... Could have saved your money and just got it for free a year later. Um, yeah. I, no. St- I still want to play on the <laughs> Xbox One. Yeah. You guys if, if you can, why not? So, John, last week, what have you been playing? Uh, I... Did not spend a ton of time playing this week, but I played a shitload of things uh, for the small amount of time that I invested in it. So in order to not uh, make this run into a million hour long show. (laughs) Just give um, us the list. Here's the list. (laughs) I played, I finally tried out Hearthstone because everybody was talking about that for a while and then did not know purely coincidentally that like two days after I tried it, it launched on iOS and Android. So you can play it uh, mobile now, which it is outstanding on mobile. It's actually really, really good. It's a great way to kill time. It translates well to the mobile platform what, what is uh, this hearthstone is the world of warcraft card sort of game. card game that's been on, on ios for some time so oh, maybe, on ios maybe so it, it may have been just an android, android yeah. thing, but uh it just came out for android like two days after i actually decided to play okay. it and try it out um it's fun um i don't see why it was up for you know it was one of the i think one of the game of the year apps at like uh video game awards this past year yeah oh wow wasn't wasn't i mean it's basically just magic the gathering where you don't have to manage lands you just get mana every turn <laughs> one point of mana every turn uh so it's that's it it's just magic with uh Warcraft a perfect mana. Yeah. app <laughs> yeah it's it's fun it plays really well it's cool um, I played Grand Theft Auto Online with Charlie and Goat. We yeah, got to do that happened. for a very brief window of time, and it was friggin' hilarious. And and yeah, uh, until you stranded poor Charlie, because Charlie kept stealing <laughs> our cars and running us over. That's not true. I was like, oh, Charlie's the nice guy on the show. He's so sweet. No, man, not in Grand Theft Auto Online. He's not. He's a rampaging maniac. I don't know what you're talking. But about. there's yeah. an awkward moment where he does have a nice set of boobs in that game. He does. See, here's the thing you have to remember: that wasn't Charlie you were playing with. That was. <laughs> Michelle. Michelle. <laughs> that was Michelle. That's true. Charlie made his wife in the game, which I when I he popped up and I turned around, I was like, "Oh, Charlie!" So, oh, it's Michelle. <laughs> it's not Charlie at all. Um, but he got his just desserts because we were in the middle of nowhere driving across a dam, like yeah. the top half of a dam, and I got shot out of my car by the police. He was a passenger, and it, no, no, I, no, no, you're you dropped out. You, you dropped offline. 
Oh, that's right. Yeah. And that's so what it was. here I I'm I'm watch, I'm so I'm riding in the passenger seat of the car and I'm 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 riding in first person view. So you you you, <laughs> you so you say over the headset, "Oh man, I just got kicked offline." So I turn and look to your character just to see if it like just blink out of existence. No, no, no. Your uh, character gets out of the car. Now we were being chased by police in case that wasn't I had a three-star so rating, <laughs> choppers, the whole deal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> your character gets out of the car and runs away. <laughs> <laughs> I love that that's the reaction when you lose a connection to your server. And I was I was further screwed by the fact that because you were offline, I couldn't get in your car. Yeah, because it locks you out. So I, the only that's thing I disturbing could. to me. My my character got out and ran away. It's almost as if you're controlling this living being, and once you're kicked from the server, it's like I'm free. Fuck this! And then it, gets, it just ran. I'll get away now while I can until he comes back. That's pretty much what happened. That's horrible. And so of course the cops murdered Charlie, and that's what he gets for stealing our rights or no, trying to I escaped no I escaped did you because we were in. driving over we were driving driving over the dam I jumped in the water and swam away <laughs> awesome um, so we only got I probably a couple hours yeah like, like three three hours two or three like hours that. which flew by but it was it was a great time I can't wait till we do it again and we were streaming next time now that now that Charlie knows how to play it and all three of us know how to play mm. it next time we play it together we'll stream it and let you guys know ahead of time that we're going to stream it so that you guys can watch this yeah. ridiculous shit unfold. and play with us if you have it mm-hmm. oh please do yeah, and just just, just, re- just just to mention we do have a um, a gang started up we do and so um, radio now yes. I, it appears that you can request to join gangs you can yeah so um, if you search for um do they just need to know the tag well, or the it's, whole it's, name you can search for the whole the whole gang name which is or it's a crew i guess they call it it's a gamerhead radio the initials the four tag initial is ga uh, gmhr and you know you'll know when you look at the list name yeah. who it is is tk charlie and yeah. sir goatsworth and Fallon flint so um join join us yep. and uh let's go do crazy please, things please join our gang we won't haze you as bad as we did, Charlie. That's true. <laughs> and I have played a little bit more by myself, so I'm up to level six now. So Ooh, moving on up in the world. Yeah. <laughs> He's got more than a pistol, ladies and gentlemen. Look out! <laughs> um, as I played a very little bit of that this week, of course, I played a metric shit ton of Mortal Kombat X. I'm enjoying it tremendously. It's a lot of fun. Um, there are a couple of things about it that I don't care for, but there's a shitload of variety in it. There's three playstyles per character, nothing you guys haven't heard anywhere else that I can tell you about it, um, except for that the faction war is a great idea that is horribly skewed because the Lin Kuei is like 40% of overall faction, and then White Lotus is like 20%, and then the other three factions are respectively like... 1812 and special forces is like six <laughs> percent and it it's on a timer that you know restarts every couple of days to see which faction won the war and it never changes just because there's like that's just what it is but one thing i do have to bring up um about the game that i i'm of two minds on this subject the folks over at netherrealm have always put out i would say uh with mortal Kombat and almost uh Sometimes too robust in the amount of content that they provide you with, like the crypt and all the little extra oh, game yeah. modes they throw in. Like they've mm. always been so generous with what they give you. So I was a little bit surprised to hear that uh, part of what they included in Mortal Kombat X very quietly. It's not something that they splash everywhere where it's in your face, but they put two features in the game. Um, let's say you're playing a fight in like the story mode or against any of the towers, challenge towers, whatever. That's just too hard. You have these little tokens that you can use to skip a fight in uh, the story mode or and it just keeps the story going but you don't have to technically finish that fight and something that they're calling easy fatalities where it's basically you hold uh, the right trigger and hit either B or Y or X or whatever the combination is and they tell you in the move list what the easy fatalities are and 
You have a limited number of tokens to do that and a limited number of tokens to skip matches that are too hard to finish. Um, you can earn some of these in the crypt by unlocking them with your little gold that you earn in the fights. But you can also purchase these as, as you know, little oh, like paid content items. And they come in, they're limited use, mm-hmm. and they come in like packages of like, let's say you can buy like 30 of them and it's like five bucks or something like that. I was a little disappointed to see that. Wow. Because yep. it's shitty. Yeah. It's really, really like diuretically shitty. <laughs> um, but then I, I stepped back and said, okay, they're not splashing it right on the front page where they're obviously trying to like, you know, um, harangue you into buying them. But I was bothered by the inclusion of it. So shame on you, NetherRealm, for putting those in. It's pretty shameless. But... If you're dumb enough to spend your money on these, then you deserve to be parted with your hard-earned cash. Yeah, man. This is one of those things, folks, where you have an opportunity to lead by example and not empower companies to put diuretically shitty things into a game that you paid full price for. Um, but if you buy them, they will punish you by doing more things like that. All of these companies, not just Yeah, Mortal it's encouraging bad behavior. It is. To be fair, Mortal Kombat X is a very robust game with a lot of content. You're getting your 60 bucks worth out of it if you like fighting games. But that was a bit much for me. It bothered me tremendously. It's the only really kind of negative thing I have to say about the game so far besides its questionable netcode. So, so it's not to the point where you... Um... Like, there are no fights that are too hard to beat where you, people are on the, on, in mass having to... Cheat, I didn't have like, a problem it. with it just playing it on its medium difficulty through the story mode, okay. though it does suffer from that thing that Mortal Kombat has always suffered from where all of a sudden, like, the game will, even on medium, will become, you know, the AI will become ridiculously sharp and just catch up. You could have three-quarters of the life bar down, you're playing very well, and all of a sudden everything you do, every move you make is countered or you know, blocked or they have an answer for it, you know. So it does do that weird thing Mortal Kombat does right now and again. But for the most part, no. The medium difficulty setting is challenging enough for new people and interesting enough for anybody who's learning the game to get through it now. So not a very good example. Another realm. God damn it. Anyways, it's great. It's a great game if you like fighting games. Um, I don't think it's tournament grade, and I know a lot of people are going to hate me for saying I still like Killer Instinct better. Um, but good game uh what else did i play oh my god i bought uh final fantasy type zero hd um only played 20 minutes of it before i had to come to record the show tonight because the opening takes like 25 minutes before you can play anything and then um i played the almost all the final fantasy 15 demo which makes me very optimistic for final fantasy 15 it feels good it's engaging and fun it does have some camera problems uh and i don't know if it's just because it's a demo or what but the frame rate's kind of shit and um, I, I got a lot of like where the frame rate slowed down enough that it was skipping in spots uh, yeah. a little bit. Um, also, not as high resolution as I thought it would be. Uh, that's it. That's what I played this week. I know it's a shitload, but uh, that's it. Goat. Oh, I did the exact opposite. Okay. <laughs> Other than the galloping ghost and being in the mecca of awesome retro and a little bit of obviously current. Uh, this week, I've really been focusing on Neverwinter. I've I've gotten sucked into it. I got. F- 17 levels this week. Holy crap. I have a mount now. That's how far. Left me in the dust. Yeah, I'm a level 23, I think, when I left today. So now, is this, as I understand it, this is free to play with microtransactions? Um, It has microtransactions, but you can play the entire game without... Right, that that, that was going to be my question. So far, it's a $10 game for me. 
Yeah. Oh, oh, it costs ten dollars. No, to no, play. no, no, no. It's oh, okay. free. Okay. But for me personally, that's what you pay for it. Ah, gotcha. I'm ten dollars, which I'm fine because I'm level twenty three and I've got like a shit ton of hours. Already. I heard once I've you hit like twenty hours. though, because it's like the free to play model. Mm-hmm. I heard after level twenty, it it slows to a crawl. Yeah, leveling slows to a crawl, which is fine. 20. So, so yeah. I just spent ten hours. Got Zen, which is like your currency, right? Okay. And I had to buy a mount because if not, I was gonna wait forever to get five gold coins, which is fine. But I was like, eh. I've got sure. my ten dollars out of it. I will give you my ten dollars for, you know, thank right, you. Right. But um, I mean, it's great. They're really on top of it. There was a couple server issues this week, and it was like instant. Nice. Um, nice. they had one. Where I turned it on one day, and it was like security token not, uh, not available. I was like, what? So I flipped over their Twitter. And it was already like, all right, we got it. Don't worry about it. Um, turn off your Xbox. Turn it back on. Um, there's a patch. And go. I was like, holy crap. It was like 20-minute turnaround. Wow. I was like. Uh, good on you guys. Yeah, I'm like. Nice. There's $10. Thanks for just yeah. that. <laughs> I'm like, you guys earned it. So it's yeah. it's great. I mean, there is a little microtransaction-y. But I, honestly, I would have paid full retail for it. Really? Yeah. That good? Nice. Yeah, because, I mean, it's just so deep. There's I mean, a lot. Yeah. There. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's the smaller yeah. zones to clear out all of the quests, which I haven't done. I mean, just like the main quests, you're looking at like three hours a piece. Wow. Okay. So, and I'm that. I mean, just, a lot of bang for your buck. Yeah. Which is zero. <laughs> so, if you're into Dungeons and Dragons, you're looking for MMO, and you're looking for a reason to use your Dexbox Gold, do it. Perfect excuse to play. Something and find like me because I need friends because these raids are getting a little difficult. Uh, <laughs> so, other than that, that was it. I was a real light week for me. What'd you do, Charlie? Well, uh, like John mentioned, I also played a little bit of Grand Theft Auto Online. I'm also really enjoying the single player, um, enjoying that. I am overall, I think, 39% of the way through the game. Um, and um, I, I, I don't know how it calculates percentage with all the optional ob- objectives and all mm-hmm. the missions. So, you know, I have no idea what that really means as sure. far as, like, just, just simply making it through the story versus doing everything, which sure, I don't sure. think I'm going to do because that's, that's a lot. It is a lot. Um so I enjoyed that. Um, I also, um, thanks to Gamefly, uh, tried out Final Fantasy Type-0 HD. Um, I also sat through the literally 25-minute in- introduction cinematic, yada, 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 and played it for about 10 minutes before I realized I don't like this at all. Mm-hmm. There I you go. Sealed it, I took it out, put it in the envelope, and sent it right back. I, I to, 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 <laughs> to, to offer I'm my, my 10-minute counterpoint, I played, you, I, you and I probably stopped at like the same place. I only played 10 minutes of it, too. And I haven't played it for long enough to tell whether or not I don't like it. I just want to know how mad I, I, I'd be, like furious. Like there would be like a flaming email to GameStop, be like anybody. So I wanted to play this game. I didn't know there was a half-hour movie prerequisite. And then you get to it, and you're like, "All right, it's gonna be terrible." Like, how mad did that make you? Ah, uh, I mean, I was a little annoyed. Um, yeah, I don't, you know, it takes a lot to make me quote unquote mad. So this, this did not, this is not enough, mm. but, um, it, um, you know, it, uh, you mm. know, it was just, it was disappointing more than anything else because, um, I'd heard other people say good things about it. Yeah. Um, former co-host Dan Lotke has mentioned that he really liked it. And so, um, that's like asking a Democrat about how the Democratic party's doing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's fair. That's fair. To, to be fair though, it is, you know. It's a it's a it's a PSP title that, that was you know ported right. over and, mm-hmm. and reskinned for HD. I was surprised that it looked as good as it did for being yeah, a PSP and, title. You know the you know the look and like the fact that it was a port and whatever that that wasn't what bothered me. Yeah. Just the gameplay. You just didn't care for the yeah, way it just felt. just yeah. the way that it played. Just didn't yeah, yeah, completely yeah. just put me off. I, sure, I, I couldn't sure. even tell you what it was. Just just it's like I like chocolate and I like uh, I, I I like chili and mm. I like ice cream 
all those things put together, maybe not so good. So I'm not sure what it was. I'm not sure what the mixture was. Go, just don't ask. <laughs> it just didn't work for you. Yeah, just, yeah. just yeah, whatever the formula was there, I just did not care for. Yeah. Um, oh, I want that for dinner. I'll now. report back to you. I will let you know if I, if I find... As I get further, whether First, it's, yeah, if, yeah. If further, you, if you get yeah. farther in, because John, I know you picked it up um, as opposed to renting it. So, um, if you get further into it and you enjoy it and you get through it, maybe you know, maybe if you want to, if you want to talk me into trying to, you know, trying it again, if you if you don't think I gave it its fair shake, sure. you're more than welcome. Well, I to, own uh, the copy. You're welcome to borrow a rebound okay. borrow. There yeah. you go. There you go. That um, one's guilt free because yeah. you don't you didn't waste the GameFly rental on it. Yeah. Um, also, uh, the week prior, um, I forgot to mention at the live show, I um, I got caught up on the Game of Thrones uh, Telltale game, so I'm I'm there. Golf I'm club. Uh, almost caught up on Borderlands. I actually kind of forgot about it. I'm just now realizing, so I need to go back and finish that. Um, I also um, I, I, one of these weeks I'm gonna have to have um, a an expansion pack catch up week. Because I now have expansions for um, Watch Dogs, which has been out for a while, but the season pass was on sale recently, and mm-hmm. the season pass was cheaper than just the 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 uh, I forget the character's name T Dog T Bone uh, the the dreadlocked guy. I have no idea. Yeah, uh, whatever. It was um, so last year. Yes, it was. <laughs> um, his his expansion. Um, so I pick I picked that up. Um, I have the Sunset Overdrive um, content to play through, uh, which there are now two uh, missions out for that. Um, and, um, there's something else I haven't, I picked up the, um, oh, Arkham City. I never played, um, the, um, the, the Mr. Free stuff for Arkham City. Um, I know I'm going back to, uh, or know. Arkham Origins. Uh, yes. It would thank be Origins. You. Yeah. Origins. The, yeah. Uh, cold, which cold I hear. Heart, I yeah. Which called, I hear yeah. is very good. It was brief, but it was good. Yeah. Um, and then also I, I I'm just, <laughs> as I'm sitting here talking, I'm realizing I never played any of the Mass Effect 3 DLC, which... It's weird. I don't know if yeah. I played it either. Um, but I hear it was excellent. So yeah. um, I, I think I own two of the three packs. I think I was waiting for them to all go on sale just because I'm cheap. Whatever. I'm fine with it. Um, I'm the same way. It's okay. Yeah. Don't, don't feel bad. Um, so I, I need to go back and just play a whole a whole bunch of DLC. But uh, yeah. So maybe I'll, maybe I'll be talking about that next oh, week. Right. Retro expansion pack. <laughs> yeah. I just remembered I played Wolfenstein too <clears throat> for like two hours. That's it. I borrowed it from Ryan. Mm. I may need to borrow that when you're done with it because sure. I'm hearing great things about that. I like the music a lot for it too, but that's yeah. because Mick Gordon made it, and I'm a big fan of his work. So, um, oh, it, uh, I, I it's Wolfenstein. Should, <clears throat> it's fun though. Speaking of what playing with, I should probably mention that uh, our B squad came out in full force. Would be Saturday. Oh we yeah, had, uh, Mr. Lesser, Mr. Lodkey, and uh, Mr. Lanning. Awesome representing. Gamer represent. Down. Yes. Loot. All right, and so now that you know what we did the last week in gaming, let's see what the industry did this last week in gaming. Okay, coming in at number five this week. Bandai almost made a laptop with a built-in Super Nintendo. Because why not? Because why not? <laughs> so, uh, Super top. Yes, it's, it's true. Um, so everybody kind of knows Bandai today as being a part of Namco Bandai. Um, you know, and they are also largely responsible for uh, publishing, often publishing, or at least back in the day, a lot of the Dragon Ball games. And toys. Um, but it turns out that uh, <clears throat> they were trying to find another way to get into the hardware arena at one point. So uh, Bandai, uh, a lot of people don't realize that in Japan, Bandai is a huge company. They're not; they weren't a small company when they uh, joined up with Namco, and, and you know, so they were they were pretty uh, pretty well known out there anyway. So um, at one point, Bandai did release consoles like the Pippin, if you remember, the Apple and, and Bandai did a little thing together called the Pippin. Um, and created the Wonder Swan handheld. Ah, the Wonder Swan. 
Um, but neither of them were a success, obviously. Just based on title. That's true. The 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 Wunderschwan. <laughs> the Wunderschwan. Like, geeky kids have problems now as it is. What are you doing? Play my Wunderschwan. That's punch in the face. Is this true? <laughs> <laughs> um... So, uh, in the early 90s, Bandai te- teamed up with Nintendo, and uh, they were trying to produce a laptop, you know, complete with fold-down screen. You can find pictures of this monstrosity online uh, that could play Super Nintendo games, and, and they actually showed off a prototype at the uh, 93 uh, TGS, Tokyo Game Show. Um, so, the Bandai Home Entertainment, or they were uh, Home Entertainment Terminal, it was called the Bandai Het, H-E-T. Uh, had a tiny four-inch screen and a TV tuner, too, in case you <laughs> wanted to watch uh, something with rabbit ears. Uh, it was capable of interfacing with uh, optional peripherals like CD-ROM drives, modems, and printers. This would have been perfect for last year's uh, um, <laughs> April Fool's show. Um, so they actually do have like footage of it online now from that particular Tokyo game show. Um, I don't, it's strange to think about these companies that are known and established for doing one very specific type of thing these days. For being able to just, you know, make some bizarre Frankenstein console back in the day that nobody ever got to see, you know, and, and never saw the light of day except for the probably a couple of prototypes floating around. Would you guys have purchased this this beastly thing back in the day? Back in the day, no. <clears throat> um, but, um, I mean, now, I mean, something like that now, like if I could have, I mean, like, you see like Ben Heck, you familiar with his work? I am. Yeah, I mean, like that guy has, has made consoles and like done... Like you know, made made consoles into laptops before, and done um, other other mods like that that have just been like ridiculously impressive, that have have left me very wanting. Um, like as in I want as in I want one. Just to be very clear on what that means. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I mean, back in the day, no. But I was I would not have been the target audience back then. If um, like t- like transplanting me back then, I probably wouldn't wanted one. Yes, but not not kid me from back in the day. No. What about you, Go? Would you have, would you have purchased something back in the day? And if not, then would you have bought it now? Uh, when was this? 90... They said early 90s. 93 TGS is when no. they showed it. No? There's no freaking way. <laughs> no, because my <clears throat> my uh, desktop was doing just fine back then, and I don't need any weird... No. No, 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 no. Man, my 10-year-old brain <laughs> thinks about a, uh, you know... Or technically, really, at that time, it would have been a 12-year-old brain, uh, thereabouts... The idea of having a Super Nintendo with a TV built into it, like, I don't know. That sounds like something that I would have liked as a kid. Yeah. But, uh... See, here's my counterpoint to that, though. And the, and, and, and the weird thing is, is the first thing you... When you say it like that, the thing that pops in my head, Handy Boy. Oh, uh, I forgot about the Handy yeah. Boy. And I didn't want one of those then, either. I wanted to see what it was. And then after I was like, wow, my Game Boy weighs 75 pounds. I really don't <laughs> need to... Yeah, so four, four of the uninitiated, <laughs> oh, the Handy Boy. Right. The Handy Boy was an all-in-one, basically upgrade for your Game Boy. It slid over the top of it. It had a thumbstick that went to the D-pad. It had raised buttons. It had the speakers, surround sound, as they, I think I remember, which was two stereo speakers that folded out that were quite unimpressive. And then it had <laughs> the magnifier that went over the top of it. So it was like the all-in-one mod for like your Game Boy. Frankenstein alteration. Yeah, I, I actually Boy. had some of that stuff, and it weighed a ton. I yeah. mean, the, that stuff weighed a ton the anyways, but only, when you had everything yeah. on there. The only one I used was I had the lighted the lighted magnifier. Yes. That was the only one of use. Yes, that's true. And for, all, for you youngins, <laughs> these screens used to not be lit. Yes. So yes. if Back you were lit. in the dark, you could not see it. Backlit did not come to Game Boy until the SP 
The you Game youngins. Boy Advance SP, and what a marvel it was. Still you know, have it. If you intended to play your Game Boy uh, in broad daylight, then fuck you. <laughs> That's pretty much what it was. They it wondered was, why us kids everyone outside, because like, we couldn't see our Game Boys. Kids today bitch about screen glare. Oh, I would kill to have screen glare at this juncture in time. How about here? I'll, I'll one-up you. Can't see a goddamn thing. Period. Nothing. There is no screen glare. There's just no screen. It's just a, a grayish brown, murky black color. Well, the, and you had to you need to work on it, or you had to think about it because like I leave my stuff out, right? And not think about it. And then the one day of science, I'm like, wait, I'm leaving a magnifying glass on top of my Game Boy in the sun. Oh, that's like, really smart. That's this good. is bad. <laughs> now, you yeah. started getting creative as a kid. Let me tell you what I used to do in order to see my Game Boy when I was a kid. I'd wear shirts that were just a little bit too big for mm-hmm. me, and I'd pull my knees up under the shirt with my arms folded in so I could <laughs> block the sun sitting in the back seat of the car. So here I was in the back of my dad's Firebird rolling around like a weeble wobble <laughs> trying to play my Game Boy. Don't care for my personal safety. I could have flown out the window like a fucking bomb. It wouldn't have mattered to me. I was playing, and I beat I beat science. I tucked my arms and legs I in my shirt. Out. I lucked out. My dad had a Suburban with tinted windows. There you go. Good man. Wow. Well, I, I think at the end of the day, then, uh, getting getting back on track yes, here. Yes, getting back to um, the super top. I, I would love to see things like this, you know, hybrid uh, pieces of equipment like this put together, especially being in a in a touring and traveling rock and roll band. I would love to have a portable oh, yeah. version of the consoles that we have today. Just doesn't seem feasible or plausible. I don't know if I would have bought one then, and I don't think I would buy one now because I'm sure it would be extremely cost prohibitive. Yeah, but they have those, like, suitcases with the screens built into them that you can, like, put drop your console in and, like, oh, yeah. flip it open. You've mm-hmm. got your screen there. I mean, that's pretty much that. I've seen a couple of bands take, like, ATA cases, you know, and road cases and modify them. You know, like the, the yeah. mixing board cases that fold up sure. with the lid on top? I've seen people drop systems of that and build a screen into the top half nice. of it. And, like, uh, there, there are ways to do it. Oh, yeah. My mind is wandering now. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. Well, anyways, moving on. Uh, Coming in at number four this week, Lego's answer to Skylanders and Amiibo arrives this September. So um, it's no big surprise that the Amiibo, Skylanders, and uh, all the Disney Infinity stuff like that, you know, pretty big hit, man. Um, I've deemed it Project Plastic. Project Plastic. Yeah. At this generation's, uh, you know, version of some awesome thing. It's like this, I mean, like, I know... Guitar Hero and Rock Band are coming back. Yeah. But it's like, this is like the next Guitar Hero and Rock Band. Like, yeah, the plastic yeah. stuff that you can sell. And Guitar kids Hero and Rock games. Band preceded, um, what did they precede? They preceded, uh, like, Tamagotchi and, like, Beanie Babies oh, and just sure. like, this, like, myriad of stuff that everybody thought was going to be worth a lot of money yeah. 10 years <laughs> from now. No one gives a shit about and it. And it all started with pagers. It's true. I blame pagers for it. That pagers <laughs> still have a use, though. You can use them as a paperweight. That's true. Um, so, Activision. Started all this kind of mess with Skylanders, for those of you guys that don't remember out there. And, you know, uh, if you don't know what they are, then check it out, look them up. But you, basically, toys, you sit on a platform that drops the character into a game for you. Lego's going to be getting on board doing this, uh, something similar coming up. They're teaming up with Warner Brothers uh, and Traveler's Tales, um, who, who've done the last handful of Lego games. And they're going to be putting out a game called Lego Dimensions. So... They're going to be doing um, a $99 starter pack, which is going to launch on the 27th, uh, 27th of September uh, in the U.S. and then on the 29th in the U.K. It's going to be for 360, Xbox One, PS3, PS4, and the Wii U. Um, so what they're saying is, is it's going to have a, a myriad of different Lego themes, including uh, creations and movie tie-ins from Back to the Future, because they are working with Traveler's mm-hmm. Tales, you know, who, who've done some works on Back to the Future stuff, Lord of the Rings, DC Comics, um, in order to kind of 
tie all the different licenses into the little Lego characters. Um, it's going to have a starter pack that comes with a copy of the game as well. So it seems like they're going to be doing, you know, um, they're going to be doing something comparable at least. Do you guys think there's room in the market for something else like this? I think if any company is going to be able to make elbow their way into this market at this point, it's Lego. I don't, you know, with, with the, the, you know, with what Nintendo's done with Amiibo and with what Skylanders had, had already done and with Disney infinity. I mean, like with those three juggernauts in the ro- in the ring already, I think Lego is the only company left that can possibly elbow their way in. I don't think anybody else is big enough. So I, th- I think they have a chance. The, the, the problem though, is I think, once people understand what this is, I think a lot of people are going to be disappointed. I'm disappointed. I, unrealistically, when I first saw... So, so first of all, if you haven't seen it, look up the um, the official announced trailer. It's actually a really fun little trailer that they did with uh, Joe McHale, which you may know from either um, uh, uh, Talk Soup or, uh, or Community, the TV show. Um, but um, uh, it's... Uh, so so the with these kits that they're coming out... You're gonna be able to. You're gonna be able to put your little creations together and like put it on the platform, and then it gets it goes into the game. But you aren't gonna just be able to build anything you want and have it zap into the game because how in the world is would that even work? Right? Is it gonna read and register? Right. Yeah. So you'll you'll get a pack or whatever for like a, you know a little vehicle, which then you can put together, and then that vehicle will go into the game. But, but you it has to be that vehicle. It, yeah, yeah. If you change it, the game's not gonna know. So if you yeah, but I mean, if, as long as whatever portion of the sensor, let's assume that it's built into the base of whatever you build that right. that, that vehicle with. Right. If you let's say for the sake of argument that if you were to build a little Lego dick train, <laughs> it wouldn't put a dick in the game, would it? No, no. I mean, like unless it well, will. I mean, it would I mean, put you would be unless amazing. it will. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. So um, I'm not encouraging people to build Lego dick trains and put them on this, but I am encouraging them to do that. So if you guys build Lego dick trains and put them on there, make sure you take pictures of them and send them to Gamer Head Radio. Not your dicks. Actual <laughs> dick train pictures, not your dicks. Not dicks and trains. Yeah, when the game comes out. <laughs> now, something that, that this has that a lot of the others don't, though, is you can actually put multiple uh, figures, uh, vehicles, pieces on their little... They're calling it a play pad, I think is what they're calling portal it. Portal or something, right? Play portal. Pay, yeah. something it's a um, portal. They're all mm. portals. You can drop multiple figures toy or items pad. on it. What's that? Toy pad. Toy mm. pad. You can drop multiple uh, toys on the toy pad, and it will register them in game. So unlike a lot of these other platforms, you can put one figure on there at a time, and it drops the character in. You can drop multiple things well, into Skylanders. the game world at once, which is kind of nice. It seems like an evolution, nice evolution to that stuff. Yeah, Skylanders does that. You can do like two characters and a, a piece, and then like a world and all that stuff. So, uh, good. I guess. Uh, moving forward, it's, I don't think it's a terrible idea, but, uh, I, I'm beginning to wonder how many, how many kids have room left in their room for all of these little dudes hanging out everywhere. I'm just, for all these games. I'm hoping they come in the little plastic bags mm-hmm. and I'm just going to throw the bag on there. I don't <laughs> just have, not even put it together. Yeah, just leave it, <laughs> no, 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 and leave it sealed. So then when they're really, when they're really rare and all that, I can get, you know, oh, look at that sealed pack at seven grand and your kid can have the last one. That's a really good idea. Well, I'm just, I'm throwing it out there now, Lego, make it so that whatever product you buy, you have to register it and activate whatever product is in there before it works. Otherwise people are going to be doing this as you're creating a black market, Lego. Yeah. You know, you know, I, uh, remembering, I'm remembering now how the Amiibos are packaged and Mm -hmm. they have, you know, in the, in the clear Amiibo packaging, they actually have little 
uh, like little metal discs underneath the amiibos, so mm-hmm. that you can't use them while they're still in their package. So I imagine that they'll block the sent the you know the NFC chip or whatever it is the RFID chip in there in the bag, like some some wrapper you have to take off of it that that keeps it shielded because those things can get screwed up pretty easily just by like other like um you know just. Uh, electrical interference or whatever you don't want people like reading while they're in the store and stuff like that so um i i imagine that will not be possible but it it would be a great <laughs> idea if it is no hopefully we'll see you know yeah, whatever lego landos or landers whatever lego landers infinity <laughs> lego lander dread pirate monkeys whatever dread pirate monkeys <laughs> where, where are you at man you've lost it <laughs> I, I do love though that you know that you know with 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 sky with skylanders it's just spyro stuff with um, Disney, it's yeah. There's a lot of di- different Disney properties, but it's only Dis. Uh, you know, with um, uh, uh, with the um, what am I saying? With the Amiibos, it's only Nintendo, Nintendo stuff. With yeah, the yeah. Uh, Infinity, it's um, you know uh, Disney and Pixar stuff. But still, it's Marvel. Retro- it's, it's uh, oh yeah, and the Marvel. And Marvel That's stuff. right too. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. That Infinity. Um, well, I was at Toys R Us today. That Infinity Wall is getting to be daunting. Oh yeah. Oh my God. But um, the thing I like about this is that it feels to me, at least, like that with the range of licenses that Lego has to work with, because in the package you get Batman, Gandalf, and then Wildstyle from the Lego movie. I mean, so right there off the top of the bat, you have three completely different properties. And like John mentioned, they're going to be working with Back to the Future and um, Lego's own property, Ninjago, I think is how you pronounce yes, that. Yes, Ninjago. Um, and, you know, with all the different Lego games that they've made before, especially with, like, Lego Jurassic Park that's coming out, which I'm super excited for, I mean, like, just the wide range and variety of different li- properties and licenses you can get to work together, that's the one thing that kind of is, uh, interests me about this. Um, I haven't gotten sucked in any of the other toy bang ones. I have a couple Amiibo just because of Mario Party, but that's it. Um, but, um, yeah, it could be interesting. I don't know. We shall see. Especially if they figure out a way to have it so that you can be, you can build whatever you want and have it show up in the game. That, that I that think would be would impressive. Be the, that would be impressive. Yeah. But I get the one takeaway that maybe Lego might have as an advantage to this um, versus the other figures is the other figures are, are very nice collectible items you can sit on the shelf and enjoy when you're not playing the games with them. Theoretically, whatever it is that your person who plays the game should still be um, compatible with your Lego sets and general sure. Lego pieces. So there's a kind of a double bonus to having these. Yeah. If you're, you know, a 10-year-old, I'm sure you probably get more use out of them that way. This kid's got, like, just individual blocks with the with the name written on them. Because <laughs> the rest of the blocks have been shoved into his toy bucket. Yeah. Just name written on them or not. Just the sensor blocks, and it's just like Batman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Fair enough. Well, I guess we'll see when it comes out later this year how it does. Mm-hmm. Moving on to number three. Steam cracks down on spammers restricting new accounts until users pay up. So if you play on Steam pretty regularly, then uh, you're aware that uh, with the influx of uh, free-to-play games that have come up to Steam and the early access games also kind of tends to bring in a lot of yard trash. Um, There's been a... I I got one just the other day, but there's been a large influx of people starting to send random friend requests. And usually when you get one of those, you know who it's from. And this has never been a spammy service, but it's coming in frequently. And a lot of it's, you know... Spam bot stuff trying to mm-hmm. sell you services or, you know, uh, trying to rip you off, you know, trying to get ac- uh, you know access to your marketplace information. Um, <clears throat> until now, until the point in which Steam came up with a remedy for that problem, all it took to sign up for a Steam account was a name and an email address. So uh, when the services first launched, all you had to do was give that user, uh, that user would make some sort of purchase. And then it's kind of a legitimate count after that because then you have a game in your library. That also includes free-to-play games. You can add free-to-play games and you have stuff in your library. So then you've got a real Steam account at that point as far as they're concerned. 
Um, so while it's still entirely possible to use Steam without spending any actual money, the accounts that you register are sort of quietly in the background limited to what you can do with them until you spend a cer- certain dollar amount. So um, they put out a quote saying, we've chosen to limit access to these features as a means of protecting our customers from those who abuse Steam for purposes such as spamming and phishing. Um, for now, there's going to be two types of Steam accounts. Regular accounts that uh, have made purchases of $5 or more and limited accounts. These limited accounts are prevented from sending friend invites, opening group chat, voting on green light games, or leaving reviews. Uh, participating in Steam Market and more. So there's a few different ways to lift these bans or limitations, I should say, on your account. Um, you spend five U.S. dollars or more on game purchases. Uh, add that amount to your Steam wallet, even if you're not buying something outright. Just keep it in escrow. Uh, purchasing a Steam gift uh, of that amount or adding a Steam wallet ca- uh, card to your account will all remove the restriction. Uh, activating a retail game, playing free demos, or playing free-to-play games will not remove the restriction on the account. Um, the quote goes on to say, if the Steam store is in a USD, um, we will track the purchase amount by US dollars by converting each uh, purchase total made on Steam uh, using daily exchange rates. So while it, it it may only bother a small amount of people, maybe it'll just be a, a small headache to new Steam users just starting up. Anybody who uses that service often enough has at least one game they paid for on it. Five bucks is not a lot to throw in the till. But I can tell you as somebody who has been bothered by spammy people, who the second you accept their friend request will just start messaging you in the messenger to say, uh, go to this link to buy free game gold for this game or, you know, get whatever, you know, scam it is, buy Steam wallet cards for a discount here at this website bullshit. Um, I think this is kind of cool that they're coming up with, even if it's not a massive method, a method to trying to police this stuff a little bit and to me is further proof that Valve is always trying to at least take care of the people who patronize their services. How do you guys feel about this stuff? I'm all for it. Like everybody wins here, because if you're cheap and you're you're gritty and you're pirating around spamming and all that stuff, then you're not gonna pay for it. But if you want to do it, Valve gets five bucks out of you, so they're still making money off of you. So it works out for both both sides of the coin there. Yeah, I completely agree. I have absolutely zero problems with this. I mean, like five dollars is such a trivial amount. That um, that uh, you know, but if if it's effective enough in just um, you know weeding out these these people who are abusing the system, I mean, fine, great. I mean, like if you're on Steam, there are you should have absolutely zero problems finding five dollars to spend on something that you will enjoy. I mean, or five oh, something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, look, all it takes is one Steam sale to spend you know <laughs> fifty or sixty dollars on ten games, you know, yeah. and and that's pretty easy to get around. I'll never spend five dollars. I was yeah. right. I spent $105. You can, <laughs> you can register a Steam account and and probably, uh, if I had to go through through their free-to-play section, you could probably download and install probably a, a couple hundred games, two or three hundred yeah. games, and never run out of stuff to play, some of which are MMOs and decent MMOs at that. Yep. Or uh, Team Fortress 2 or Dota or, you know what I mean? Like, this is all stuff you can download on there. It's free, you yeah. know? So, I mean, I can see the appeal of just wanting to make a free account and not paying for anything else, but... Um, and you can still do that. You just can't bug anybody. Yeah, you just, you have, you're just going to be so alone, yeah. <laughs> sitting in the corner by yourself, wearing that your dunce hat, actually, your Steam dunce hat. That is really inviting to me. I might just make a free account then. then <laughs> just to keep... <laughs> <laughs> says now, people he, who have paid can still bother you, to oh. be clear. Ghost <laughs> living a lie, man. He's always like, oh, I just want to be left alone. I don't want to be bothered. He's like, somebody please play Neverwinter with me. I'm so lonely in the game. I'm on to you, man. There's a heart inside that chest. I know there is. 
It's rented. <laughs> <laughs> Got it real cheap. <laughs> awesome. Um, you know, hey, uh, I'm glad to see uh, a big company taking steps and measures to try and protect their user base and make their experience, a, even if it's not frequently irritating, a little less irritating anyway. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's cool. Sony, you need to get on it and make Val- PSN Val- less Val- irritating. You need to be sneaky about it, and every time they do a spam, just charge them a dollar as a game. There you go. Um, I'm going to go ahead and move on to number two. Yes, we should. This seems like a number two moment. The problem... <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Abandoned conversation. <laughs> you got me. I say you got me. I was not prepared. Moving on to number two. The problem with growing download sizes. Um, I came across this article that was published by PC Gamer, and it, it happened to strike a nerve with me at a particular time. It seemed like something that I didn't realize until recently is actually becoming increasingly more of a relevant issue. Um, I have a pretty decent-sized Xbox One library now, and I find that every time I buy something, I dread spending 15 minutes... Before I even have to deal with the, you know, 10 to 40 gig patch, day one patch that I'm going to have for a game, I find myself sitting there staring at my games and apps section trying to figure out what the fuck I'm going to uninstall to make room for whatever essential installation files come on the disk before the day one patch. 500 gigabyte hard drive is not enough in the modern age that we're living in. Nope. Not at all, and it seemed like it would be plenty, and uh, I somehow managed to make it with a 250-gig hard drive on my 360 for most of the time that I had that, but well, games were yeah, not that big. Not, not every game required an install on the 360. No. That, and a lot of the games had that K in front of the B, not the G. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. It does make a difference. So, um, PC Gamer did write up a couple of things and, uh, and put together a, a graph, which isn't going to do any good on the show here, but they did put some analytics together talking about how the trend for downloadable games or if if not you're if you're not downloading games on your your systems then the as charlie said required installation files that come with each game now are really really taking a huge chunk out of people's hard drives and not only eating up the space that they paid for but taking a substantial chunk of their time by having to install these things um, or spend time swapping things out. So they put together a chart that shows download sizes of various large games from the last several years. And so they didn't base any of these numbers on hard drive requirements um, uh, or, and each game's system requirement list, but rather the amount of data that one needs to download during digital installations. Okay, So around 2007, the download sizes of games from big publishers like Activision, Ubisoft, and EA have gone up between five and tenfold. The original Assassin's Creed from early 2008 requires a download of just over 9 gigs. Last year's Assassin's Creed Unity requires just under 40 gigs. So when you're talking huge increases in hard drive space. Um, the recent upward trend seems to have begun in 2011, which uh, after which Call of Duty games exceeded 15 gigabytes, and Rage became notable for its nearly 20 gig download. So... Uh, 2013 seems to be where it's starting to like double, you know, end over end. Well, that's uh, that's 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 new console release. That is new console release with the launch of the PS4 and the Xbox One. So, almost all of these games have uh, between a 10 and 20 gigabyte day one installation, not counting whatever day one patch is waiting on their <clears throat> side. Um, Grand Theft Auto by itself on the PC, just the installation files for Grand Theft Auto on the PC, 60 gigs. It's huge, man humongous amount of, of drive space. I'd like to note that you guys are all like, I want my sweet-ass graphics. That comes with a price. You it found does. that price. It does. Um, 
But <laughs> in a world where um, you can buy a three terabyte hard drive for 80 bucks, seems a little silly that maybe they didn't use a little foresight in the inclusion of these things. I could understand if any of these, like the home consoles had like a, an official like first party, like aftermarket hard drive they were trying to push on you. That would make sense, but they're not even offering anything like that. They tell you, you can use an external hard drive for it, but I kind of feel like for the amount of shekels people are, are doling out for these systems, should we really be paying another 80, hundred bucks for external hard drive space? Or should that, should that be something they're giving to us with the purchase of the system? And and, and and I'm looking at Charlie here, but I'm going to go on a weird tangent. All right. So your average gaming computer is like about 1500 bucks for a decent one, right? Uh, I mean, that's... Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say sure. I mean, For like awesome graphics, we're talking like full-on... Sure. Yeah, we'll go with that. Because, I mean, the Xbox One, full-on, you're getting full-on graphics and stuff like that with your gaming consoles. All right. So 1500 bucks, you can buy a decent a, a gaming ring that would be comparable. Four figures. Like, give me a number here. How much does a PC cost? I'll give you the same the same quality graphics as an yes. Xbox One. Not that much. A fifteen hundred dollar PC will give you a games that look substantially better than an Xbox One and the PS4. That's okay. that's one of the reasons why PC gamers stay on PC okay. is because yeah. it looks better. Okay, but um, I mean, I mean, you can get a decent gaming computer for up, you know, probably starting at like seven eight hundred thousand dollars. I mean, to get something that is okay. a really high performance machine, yeah, fifteen hundred dollars. That sounds like a good ball. You okay. just said seven eight hundred thousand dollars. Well, that's wrong. <laughs> no, but all right. I so. I was looking. I was not looking directly at you. And two things happened when you said that. I had to do a double take, and I'm pretty sure that I had to clinch my ass when you said seven eight hundred thousand dollars. I was just like, "Good God!" And John, those graphics are amazing. They better be fucking amazing. An right. eight hundred thousand dollar PC better sprout wings yeah. and fly me to the fucking moon. But all right, so we're talking we're talking eight hundred dollars. We'll say average. So that's double what you're paying. Right around the ballpark of what you're paying for an Xbox Three or Xbox One, right? Yes, and you're getting all that extra storage because you did bought Probably. something that's going to hold a whole bunch of shit. So Probably. you're looking, all right? So no, you're probably right on what you're supposed to get. You 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 don't you don't get the storage and all the excess that you would because to get the comparable PC, you're going to spend double that. What do you think, Trevor? Okay, so the, I have a couple thoughts on this particular article. Um, so first of all, um. I, I do wish, I, I primarily wish that there was a way to put a bigger hard drive inside my Xbox One. The fact that you can't replace it and put a bigger one inside, that you have to add an external one. Like you used to be able to with the, the original 360s where you could pop the hard drive off. Yeah, Even if it, I mean, was it was still external. At least yeah. it was like part of the unit. That's yeah. why there's, um um just as a side note, I found this on Amazon. It's out of stock or it's not out yet. I forget which, but um somebody is making a, a hard drive enclosure that is the exact shape and size of the side of the Xbox One. So it snaps on and plugs in and then also um, wraps around and sticks a couple of those. That, that one USB port that's on the side, yeah, yeah. it puts a couple of them on a hub on the front. Oh, and so, cool. But it snaps on and like attaches so it makes it look like it's part of the console. So that's whenever nice. I do, because I'm sure I will have to at some point, um, uh, uh, add on an external hard drive, that's how I'm going to do it. Not with like something sitting off on the side that can get yanked or pulled around or whatever. Sure, sure. Uh, but I The downside being is, is you're already like gigantic loaf of bread sized Xbox yeah, One is going to be larger. I mean, that doesn't bug me at all. It's sitting in my entertainment center. If, it, if it's like two inches wider, that's completely Very meaningless good. to me. No girl said she didn't like two inches wider. That's a different wow. conversation, sir. <laughs> You're on two fire Two inches tonight. wider? He's on fire! Dude, three quarters of the women in, in the, in, that are listening to this just went, ow, is or, what just happened. Or what's his number? 
Two inches wider. I don't think you think (laughs) this through, sir. But anyways. (laughs) You leave my tuna can out of this and get back to your Xbox, sir. Moving on. Here's, here's, I think, the more important part of this is that um, it is widely regarded that that the average across the board of internet connectivity in the United States is significantly lower than the rest of the world. Our internet actually sucks compared to a lot of other countries. It's crap. It really is. (laughs) Um, And so it's, for me, uh, so... I am lucky enough to be able to have very good internet. I've got a hundred meg internet. So, I mean, like my downloads are, well, I don't really have to worry about that kind of thing. Madness. But there are plenty of people, especially when you get into, into rural areas where cable internet is not an option, where they're on DSL and there are some places where you can't even get DSL for some stupid reason. And there's, there are people in this world who still use dial up. I mean, like, yeah, think about that. So, and they live in the panhandle of Texas, 400 miles from there. <laughs> Not always, but most often. Yes. Um, but putting that aside, even even the people who are just on like you know just the average like like you know AT and T or whatever, like two or four meg dial you know you know dial up internet for whatever reason, maybe they can't afford more. Maybe for whatever reason, that's all they can get. Whatever, a sixty gigabyte download will take probably days. Days, and, yeah, easily. And I mean, you know, maybe better if it's compressed well. I mean, like maybe if they, you know, maybe I'm over exaggerating. I haven't actually like done the math on this, but it will. It's it will definitely take at least like a day or a night. You know, I mean, like and and you know, a lot of these connections are even metered. So I mean, like you know, if you're talking about, you know, there are a lot of internet connect. Uh, you know, like so right now, Comcast in some areas does have uh, gigabyte limits on your on your connectivity. Mm-hmm. Our area in Chicago here is not one of them, but they are, you know, pilot, you know, pilot programming, you know, various, and they're talking about tiers. So like, it's, you know, going like the cell phone plan route where you get so many gigabytes when you spend more, you have to pay more, which I dread that ever coming to me because I will, I will be, I will have a problem. But, um, don't you have like a gold card that exempts you from that? I wish. (laughs) Um, and so I think that's the bigger problem here is because, you know, it's, um, and one of the things that this article mentions is that that. This 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 situation is driving a lot of people to piracy for for not the reason you might think is because what what a lot of people are doing is they're taking these like 40, 50, 60 gigabyte games, ripping out a bunch of stuff that isn't necessary and getting them down to like 15, 20 gigs. Or, or if, if they're, whatever they don't rip out, they're actually compressing a lot of the textures or, or they're too. compressing the they're crap out of repacks. it. Yep, 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 yep. Yep. So so we're back to cell phones where we have to pay for our data plan and root our games. Yeah, you're getting there. Yeah. Um, How are we going backwards? <laughs> Phones are getting bigger. Yeah. Zach Morris will be cool in another ten years. <laughs> um, so I, I think that's the big, the big, I, you know, it needing more hard drive space and everything. I mean, like you know, like you said, hard drives are cheap. I, you know, I, I, I don't like that I can't put one on the inside of my console. That's my only gripe about that. But I mean, like, whatever. Ooh. I mean, like, I'm, I'm fine. Do you with think that, that they, they that knew? Go. Do you think that they kind of like? I mean, these companies have a tendency and have really seemed to be gearing this particular console generation towards slowly edging towards digital download. Everybody wants to go digital download. Do you think they knew people were going to have to buy? Third-party hard drives, or sure. they, did you think they just didn't give no, a shit? No, no, I'm sure they. I'm sure it's both. I'm yeah. sure they knew and they didn't give a shit. Whoa, 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 no, 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 no. As as a person on the the, the, the weird side here, Charlie, you weren't part of the point one percent that's like I'm gonna tear apart my Xbox One and put a hard drive in it and actually do it correctly. I like the whole like okay, I go buy this doodad and I plug it in that doodad and I have more space. I mean, like <laughs> I'm saying, like the PS3, the PS3, the hard drive is user swappable. Yeah, yeah. It's just, you swap it on the side, and then we're gonna. User swappable is a very uh, 
dependent term. It took me twenty are, minutes. No, 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 no. This is this is this requires absolutely no technical expertise. It took twenty minutes for me to swap mine out. You literally drop a new hard drive in. You turn it on. It says, "Hey, you've got a that's new it. hard drive. Let's let's set it up for you." The only thing that's that sucked it. about it was you had to yeah. you had to transfer your old stuff from your new stuff from your old stuff to the new stuff, and it and it did take a little time because any of your like especially once they had cloud saving mm-hmm. and stuff like that implemented, any of your cloud stuff had to be kind of redownloaded. So you did have to leave it plugged in and just let it run for a while afterwards. But I had a 500 gigabyte hard drive in my my PS2. My brother bought me as a Christmas gift, you know, because I bought one of the original like, like a 60 or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. Ooh. I don't see so why that, they're. they're keeping I, I wish I wish I could have that on the Xbox One. Yeah. But aside from that, the technical side of it, needing more hard drive space, whatever yeah. that that doesn't bother me. I'm probably in the minority there because I've got hard drives lying around. I mean, literally. So I mean that 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 side of it is not a big deal for me. <laughs> ah, crap! I'm out of space again. Give me Xbox One seven point two. Yeah, pretty much. But um, I, th- I think for the I think for the majority of people, the, the 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 bandwidth conversation is kind of the bigger deal here. So that's my take on it. Um, yeah. Move closer everybody. to civilization, people. <laughs> no, dude, it's not that. There are people who are in plenty of civilized areas that just don't get cable for whatever reason. Good friend of mine who lives right now in Oak Brook Terrace. He has a five megabyte per second download speed because the area the the company that services him over there that's all they're offering in that area. Yeah. that's it. Yeah, this and he is, lives like yeah. on the border to Elmhurst. You would think that it's like, no problem. Nope, nothing. Yep. You know, and he manages to still play games online and still get away with it somehow. But yeah, every once in a while, he complains about it. You know, it's rough. Well, when you're doing like online gaming, your speed is not as important as your ping. As long as long as you've got low latency, that's what's most important for gaming because it doesn't take up a lot of like the amount of data that's being passed back. It's not about the it's it's the timeliness of data when you're when you're playing internet gaming that you've got a you know, responsive connection not necessarily a fast connection sure sure so well um god damn it put bigger hard drives in your systems please all of you next time around if there is a need for hard drives for games in the next generation we'll see but and also google fiber please come to everywhere oh please come to everywhere now yeah. like right now that would be stellar please thank you and and, and ladies and gentlemen when you are moving Look at the internet, yeah, and no, the parks, and the schools. Just put it on your list. Yeah, that's yeah. that's not a joke. I know a couple of people that would be more yeah. concerned about <laughs> how fast their internet speed is than the quality of the school their kids go to. I know at least three or four yeah. people. Yeah. Well, well, there's schools in a bad neighborhood. Son's going to school in the ghetto. Got you know, it's got to take one for the team. <laughs> we got two hundred down. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Um, for number one this week, it was certainly, I feel, the most relevant piece of news, but as is the case every now and again, uh, kind of depressing news. So buckle up and get uh, a helmet. 2K Australia is shutting down. And uh, double bonus, it's Australia's last AAA game studio. Um, 2K Australia, developer behind last year's uh, action role-playing game, Borderlands the pre-sequel, is shutting its doors. Um, all staff are going to be losing their jobs according to a company source that spoke to Kotaku. Uh, this leaves zero AAA console developers working out of Australia, and it's part of a bigger trend of major studio closures, including THQ shutting back, shutting down in early 2013, having auctioned off its assets for $72 million. Uh, THQ's Australian studio has already uh, closed, had already closed back in 2011. Um, they're citing rising costs for AAA development studios, like everybody who shuts their doors these days. It's just getting too hard to maintain. It's also one of slim. one of two K's like six studios. <laughs> they do have a handful, you know. So. Um, Goat, you had thoughts that they're in Australia. Like I, 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 like it sucks. I get it, but you're kind of on your own little island. Literally on your own little island. <laughs> it's not that little, but okay, um, yeah, you're on your very large island. But you are <laughs> like out of the loop. You 
you you got the thing, but it may not be that thing. They did say though that um, uh, operating costs were mostly to blame for the closure, but they did say that they made uh, the risky move, which a lot of game studios once they're rooted don't move around too terribly often because it's expensive to move a game studio. People can't always go with, and they did make a very uh, risky move from Canberra, Australia, to Melbourne because obviously Melbourne is uh, you know much bigger a seat of of operation. Tried to bring in some fresh talent, and apparently. They're saying that it was a failed effort. It did not go well for them. They didn't detail what that entailed particularly, but uh, they... So, so Australia's not a gaming town. No, not not so much anymore, it seems. Kind of like to here, Detroit. You don't really want to put your uh, anything in Detroit here. So... <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure Melbourne is a lot, a lot. But more I'm saying like the same idea, like the, the whole like, you know, all right, so Australia's not a gaming studio yeah. continent. Great, like... Detroit's not a business You're town. comparing a city to a continent yeah, right now. It's, <laughs> it's, actually, yeah, it's actually surprising to me, though, that... that it's the same scheme, just on, <laughs> farther, on farther different land sites. Oh, okay. no. Detroitlandia. <laughs> just because Detroit's a little smaller than Australia's plot space. Oy vey. <laughs> um, it's, it's definitely unfortunate for, for you know all, all the people that lost their job. Yeah. I think... The, the biggest thing that sucks about this is that every time we have one of these stories, we say, you know, good luck, you know, to you guys. But I'm sure, you know, all you talented people will find a way to fall back on your feet. There's nowhere for them to go now. There is, especially in Australia, which oh, yeah. is very surprising because Australia is there's a lot of like movies and TV shows that are filmed there or have been filmed there. Um, you know, a lot of like digital effects work done down in Australia too. No. Um, a lot of open so maybe, land. Maybe a lot of those people find work in those fields out Just, there, man. I really hope yeah. that they. Or hey, back. let's do the let's do the bright side here. Have fun moving to a new country, new experiences. Yeah. Two K Two K came out and and they did what? They did. If somebody calls me <laughs> and I'm living in Australia, all right. Or if I'm living in Chicago and somebody calls me and says, "Hey, you want to move to Australia and do a job?" I'm like, "Yeah, you paying? I'm gone. Let's do this." Getting paid to move to newness and awesomeness. So everybody, just take a note: the that 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 loud slapping noise that you heard at approximately nine twenty-two p.m. Central Time on Sunday, uh, April nineteenth. Or, my or whatever time you listen to the show. Well, no, no, after no, no, it's no, posted. no. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> the people who are out there right now. Oh, that they, loud it was slapping loud noise. Enough. I see. Yeah, it was see. loud enough. That noise was my hand and my forehead meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, the unattached bachelor viewpoint and the married homeowner viewpoint are far different. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you're, you're you're tied down. I can just if it fits in the truck, I'm gone. <laughs> I don't think Charlie could fit just the amount of cables, yeah. hard drives, <laughs> microphones. Yeah. When you buy a house to hold your stuff in you, you know you get a lot of stuff because yeah, yeah, you yeah. bought a house to hold it. It's true. You gotta have something to put in there. Um, 2K did come out and and kind of give the 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 unfortunate and very usual thing that we keep saying about these closures lately, which is we're working hard to place them in other areas. And we wish them the best of luck. See? It was circumstances beyond our control. The usual stuff. Um, Somebody's moving. If this keeps happening, I have a feeling that we're going to start hearing uh, trickle down the pipeline uh, news of like a video game developer fight club. <laughs> where it's like a like battle to the death to get a job because it's really starting to get slim out there, man. You know, every AAA one AAA studio closed of the seven they've got, it turns into five indie 
studios and we get cool stuff like Goat Simulator and Shovel Knight yeah. and the list yeah, goes that's on. That's true. Look, man, take take your that amazing, is best case scenario here, awesome powers, <laughs> the things that you've learned at these big studios, take them and employ those wonderful powers to make and awesome make something things. funny. Funny seems to be good. Look at Borderlands. <laughs> it's true. Well, I, I hope that uh, we don't have to report on any more uh, you know, closures lately. I hate to do it, but uh, I feel like it is uh, maybe the best way that well, we can say thanks to the folks <clears throat> at these game studios that have entertained us in various ways throughout the years. Sorry you guys lost your jobs. Thank you for all the hard work. Hope you guys land on your feet. Definitely. Not yeah. in a video game developer fight club so. ring. And yeah. if not, follow that one guy from... Uh, uh, Maxis and just start doing stuff on your old game you used to work on for Indiegogo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we talked about a couple episodes ago. Yeah, yeah that's true. Indiegogo. Fund my kick-ass game that I had in my drawer for four years at 2K Australia that I can finally do because they're not going to take money from me. <laughs> that's right. Will, will uh, big, big cardboard signs, will mod for food. All right, and after that uh, lovely story, let's, uh, let's talk about something a little bit happier, and we'll talk about uh, our experience at the Midwest Gaming Classic this last week. So, like we talked about at the top of the show, and like you heard the entire last week's episode, if you listened to it, um, last week we got invited up to record at the Midwest Gaming Classic Convention up in Brookfield, Wisconsin, which is outside of Milwaukee. Um, like, uh, so if you didn't listen to the show, just to kind of recover it, um, uh, really every video game you could possibly imagine was 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 at this facility. Everything. And four more I didn't expect. Which four? Plus four you didn't expect? Which yes. four? Uh, the Commodore 64 as oh, a yeah. whole. Yep. Uh, the video pinball. Yes. Because that was, wow. <clears throat> uh, MKX. Right, right, right. Because it wasn't out yet. Yes. Well, it was there though. Yeah. It was there. Yep. And... The Phillips CDI units. I, yes. I said that at the show. <laughs> I'm still marveling that anybody actually yes. still owns one, let yep. alone that it still runs. Yep. The range of dead councils. I seen them all. They, they were all oh, there. Yeah. Like, yep. hey, how's it going? I'm, I'm Panasonic, Jaguar. I, I was like, well, I was here. I was particularly impressed by the row of like six or so Steel Battalion controllers. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. It was, that was impressive to look upon. It was. It was great. Um, and um, yeah, so the, so the video pinball the goat mentioned. So you, I'm sure you you guys have all seen on various platforms um, that um, uh, like Pinball FX2, I think, is one of the bigger ones. Yeah. Um, well, based- FX, there's one and two. Okay, all right. Um, that um, you know that that there are these there, there's a company who's been ma- who's been ba- basically making virtualized pinball tables, and um, so what they've done apparently it's the same company from what from what goats off the marketing materials. Um, they've created pinball machines that are basically the board. Um, I'm sure there's a, there's a proper term for that the plane the, the playfield the playfield sure the playfield <laughs> and then also the screen up top like where like you know the uh, the artwork and the scores and everything is those are both the marquee. Just, the marquee, thank you. See, this. <laughs> I am, I didn't work in an arcade like somebody else in this room. Yeah, who would I? Sorry, <laughs> maybe a little uh, <laughs> furnished here. Yeah. Um, are just TVs, and so then you can pick the game you want to play, and it changes the artwork, and it changes the board, and mm-hmm. it's just it's it's the, yeah. The thing that marvelled me, well, obviously, okay, cool, it's interchangeable, yay, digital. It's a giant fucking iPad with pinball on it. Yeah, I got it. That's cool. The thing that marvelled me though is the fact I was watching these guys play it, and it is like like. Spot on. Yeah, it's you hit impressive. the button. Your flipper's moving. I was like, "Whoa, all right." And from what I noticed, it was pressure sensitive as well. Really? Yeah. Nice. So I was like, "I wonder if you could bump the table for like you can tilt anything. tilting." Yeah. yeah. Hey, if you can tilt Space Cadet 
<laughs> you could tilt anything. <laughs> That's true. Well, I mean, to give you guys an idea, too, of, of the kind of variety that there was at this event. So you had the super modern video uh, pinball machines there. And then, like, 15 feet from there, there was this company there, a little independent company that had two pinball machines there that were handmade that were wooden. Almost everything in them were, like, wood and limited electronic pieces. And they're just, like, you know, about half the size yep. of an average pinball machine. But this is just somebody who makes these for fun. So, like... If you've never been to the Midwest Gaming Classic, because this is, was our first, all three of us, our first time going to the Midwest Gaming Classic, and I think they're in their, what are they in their second year? That was second their second year. year. Yeah. yeah, this is year um, two. I don't know what we were expecting when we got there, but I, I'm just throwing this out there for anybody who, who may listen to the show abroad. This is a gaming destination. This yeah. is something that is worth this traveling to get to. I'd go as far to say this is flyworthy. Yeah, yeah, especially yeah. because you're only paying fifteen bucks well, to for, get in for, for the day for Sunday only yeah. for that day. Um, I think the weekend was like forty, give or take. That is Still. for the amount yeah. of play you get out of it. It it's astounding, and as somebody who spends a lot of time at conventions with V's for villains, and used to go to a ton of con- conventions on my own just as a con goer, part of what I I don't think set in immediately, but I thought about later in the day, and then afterwards when I got home. Part of what I loved about this convention is it was not about gaming celebrities. It was not about um, personalities of any sort, be it YouTubers or streamers or even developers themselves. This was about a, a bunch of people conglomerating in one place to just play video games together. Yep. You know, um, if you can imagine, this was this took place at a hotel, um, and so you've got like the areas that you know the hallways of the hotel and like the lobby area that wrap around the hotel. There were games on both sides of the hallway from the time you walked through the front door all the way around the hotel. Yep. And then all they had two like, floors. Yes. <laughs> and then they had their sort of main ballroom, which I expected to walk in and see a hundred games in there. If you had to estimate off the top of your heads, what, what, what do you, how many games do you think were in the primary gaming room? It was massive. The big, the big room? Yeah. Uh, it was all pinball too in that room, right? No, it was arcade cabinets no, too. The but, big room. The big, big oh, room. The we, one we saw the yeah, Star Trek. Yeah, where Charlie's seen both iterations yep. of the Star Trek pinball. We yeah. almost lost him. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> Stargate was there. That room. Yeah. Remember, yeah. Do you remember this room now? Yes, they, I remember. Yeah, I remember the room. <laughs> Just um, that room. I'd not say, the convention um, as a whole. It was easy 300. Yeah, easy. I would say. Yeah, easily. Say. And that was one room. There was one also room. a room downstairs that probably had another 100 in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and then, then and then the consoles the hall, lining the property. Yeah, through, I mean, I would. I'm going to take halls, a stab and say yep. that there were pretty close to, maybe not. I'm sure the games because you could change them out on the consoles, not the arcade yeah. boards, but the consoles themselves. Thousands of games there yeah. for play, but the I would have to guess that there had to be pretty close to between arcade systems and consoles, like a thousand game systems in this place. A thousand different places to stand and sit yeah. for, stand or sit and play something. Yeah. And everything, if you want, if you've seen it, you could play it. Yeah. It was and insane. a lot like, of the stuff was for sale too, which was yeah. really interesting. Yeah. yeah. If you wanted to buy it, it's very dangerous to go with the credit card. Cause it's like, Oh my God. What was it? You saw this go? man. Wait, I'm sorry. I have to interrupt you for a second. <laughs> this man, and I'm pointing at, at Sir Goatsworth over here did about the most devious, genius, horrible, <laughs> Amazing plan. Know. It's like we, we walked into the merch room, and it, I'm sorry, I'm the sorry, vendor I'm sorry. Tent. the the vendor tent room does not do it justice. Which is attached. To, let's let's get everybody to speed. So we're on our map. We're we're leaving the, the, the game Vana, <laughs> and there's a giant tent in the parking lot, 
and it's just vendors. Yeah, Huge. you couldn't see from one. If you guys follow us on social media, I took a picture. You could not see from one side to the other. Yeah, and and, and this and this this gentleman <laughs> over uh, here says, "Oh, by the way, here's one hundred twenty dollars cash that I owe you." <laughs> The fact that any of that money made it home is is I, I'm impressed. I but the myself. question is, did all of it make it home? It, 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 well, okay. So <laughs> this, <laughs> no, this leads us into the next thing I want to say about it is that we made the mistake of not allowing ourselves a lot of time to yes. really do a lot. Is because it all made it home because we just didn't have the time. Did we make a mistake or was it smart at the end of the day? It, it's just well, it, potato, I potato. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I was kind of shocked that the money made it home because we walked in the vendor area and we made a left and he and Allison, he's like, ooh, ooh. Ooh, 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 and I'm like, wow, we've made, us. I'm, like, I'm like, oh, we've made it three tables. He's got to be broke by now. <laughs> Look, I, 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 you know, I think we, I might have sent some char- some pictures to Charlie um, of uh, that I snapped of just a long shot of the the, mm-hmm. the tent that has all of the vendors. You in could it. put. You, there th- th- this is this is all right. So you all right? Well, to put it in perspective, this is the tent that you see on the car lot for the tent sale. Yeah, there that were size. So many game related things for sale in this tent it was like you know do you know what it reminded me of because it was in a tent and it, it kind of had that bustling feel of like an outdoor area in a way it's like uh you see like in, in like period piece movies where it's like the, the old markets in like jerusalem in like movies it's like people <laughs> like like shoving each other over and it's just like people it was just a sea of humanity yeah. trading on game stuff it, man it, it, it definitely was awesome. it definitely reminded me of like the uh the california swap uh swap meets in uh in the drive-ins oh it's pretty know. awesome man it was really cool Yep. Yeah, I they had every single available meeting space, meeting room, conference room, conference table, ballroom, every single available space, including the hallways connecting them all, was taken up with yep. video game the stuff. It was thing, just ridiculous. The only thing they did not have were the actual rooms, like the the rentable rooms, like suites. Yeah, that's probably all that's they it. had left. Everything yeah. else they had. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is the sort of thing that I, I can recommend to anybody who, who may feel burnt out on some of the bigger cons or the ones that are just crowded to a point where it's uncomfortable or you have I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say any of the convention names. There's one or two conventions that I, I've gone to um, that a lot of friends go to that they don't want to go anymore because they feel like the atmosphere has gotten kind of sleazy and a little bit a little oversaturated, sloppy and drunk and kind of like no, people aren't really there enjoying the con. They're just getting fucked up for the weekend and they're looking for alternatives to spend their time and money on. This is an outstanding investment of your time. It was yep. wholesome and good and clean and fun, which is why I didn't say fuck not once during the live <laughs> show last week, but I wanted to just so you know. I actually made myself a little statue and put it on my mantle. There you go. Show. You deserved an award, <clears throat> did you? It's uh, it's it's my uh, it's my... uh, it's literally the <laughs> only episode of Gamerhead Radio that you can find on iTunes that does not have the explicit tag on it. <laughs> that <laughs> so. is fantastic. First time for everything. Yep. Um, yeah, next year I have, if, if we are, if we are lucky enough to be invited back, I have every intention of making a weekend of it. The full weekend. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm That's the room. best way to do it. Get in a yep. room. I'm going to game by day, make an ass of myself by day and night. It'll be great. <laughs> and the wire He's going to do goat stuff, <laughs> you know? Um, no, uh, the other thing too is, is that I was really happy to see that even though it didn't make up a huge part of the event, that it, especially it being called the Midwest Gaming Classic, there was a particular section toward the back of the, the vendor tent area that had a bunch of tables set up for tabletop gaming and you know uh, trade, trading card games, collectible card games. Analog. And they did have a bunch of that stuff for sale. One particular mm-hmm. vendor was nothing but tabletop and board games. And so it wasn't just for video mm-hmm. gaming, even though uh, tabletop gaming and collectible card and trading card games were the minority there. It did still get covered. 
So if you guys are into tabletop gaming, I know a few guys out there have said that you, you would wish that we could cover that stuff or maybe talk about it a little bit more. They had it there, and I hope to see that grow next year. Yep. Um, but uh, come come and party with Gamerhead Radio if we make it down there next year. And, I think you guys will have a great time. And not to mention, as I'm sure that anybody listened to last week's episode that it heard at the other end of the table, where near where our stage was, there were several air hockey tables. <laughs> so, so yes, the yeah. clack, 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 clack that you heard in the background throughout the episode, that was multiple games of air hockey going on the entire it time. Was, so, yeah. It was, it was. You it know. was a hot spot. It was a very hot spot. It was. It was. Yep. <clears throat> um, I, in, in lieu of the live show as well, though, um, I, I mentioned them once before, but I want to say thanks to our, 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 our new friends at 42 Lounge. Um, they were uh, near the convention hall, and you actually heard a couple of them talking on the live show. Yep. They, they came in for the QA part of it. Um, if you guys are out in the Milwaukee area, uh, pay a visit to 42 Lounge. They were really, really friendly to us. They are... Um, they build themselves at this event as Milwaukee's uh, only like gaming bar, gaming lounge, um, and they're just about to open their second location. They said at the event last week within two weeks, um, so we're now approximately for them a soft opening of approximately a week away. Very friendly people, um, you know, seems like a really great idea and something that there's not enough of in Milwaukee. So go pay those guys a visit, man. Yep, I definitely patronize agree. their bar, buy their beer. Have fun with yeah. them. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's um, you know, because we we got the closing spot on the weekend. You know, we're the new guys in town. It's fine. Um, it's uh, <laughs> headlining a Sunday is not a what it cracked up to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we. I mean, we were literally the last event of the weekend. I mean, after mm-hmm. after the when we were done is when everybody was packing up and going home. So I mean, like the fact that they were kind enough to to like yeah. they weren't. I mean, they were there. So I mean, they, they were they were kind of forced to listen to us whether they wanted to or not. But the fact that they chose to not only listen to us but enjoy it and participate and I, interact. Yes, yes, yes. very very much very, very much appreciated. So. Um, so yeah, definitely hope to be invited back next year. Definitely hope to get a better spot next year. But you know that uh, that's gonna be the luck of the draw sometimes. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, highly recommended from everyone here. I feel safe in saying. Yeah. Oh yeah. One of the best, um, completely unexpected events that I've I've yeah. been to in a long time. I just I like the I was waiting for these two because obviously I'm always first for some reason in this camp. I don't get it. So I'm because you drive ninety miles an hour. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> seventy. <laughs> so I drive a Chicago one, uh, <laughs> in Milwaukee. But I'm waiting for these two to show up, and and I, I just remember that we have our thread, and I, I how's it doing? I'm like, um, I'm pretty sure 20 people just passed me walking in while I was just te- texting you back, how's it going? <laughs> I, I'm curious too because we had a floor map for the event. I don't think we saw everything. I don't think we had enough no, time to see everything in one afternoon and with no. performing. So. Yep. Um, yep. We miss all of those rooms down that hallway with the bathroom you guys didn't know existed. All those like vendor rooms and like all that stuff we you know we didn't get a chance. to And check one out of any the of those. arcades in, in the downstairs area wasn't open yet, so mm-hmm. we had to come mm-hmm. back and we just didn't make it down there because yeah. we had to put the show on. But a lot of even at forty bucks for the weekend, a lot of bang for your buck. Oh man. my god, yeah. So uh, yeah, highly recommended. Thanks again to everybody that had us up, and thanks for everybody that put on such an amazing weekend. And uh, looking forward to next year already. So now we've talked about a great gaming convention. Let's see what you guys have to say about another gaming convention. All right. So last week, uh, one of our stories is we talked about TwitchCon and the fact that tickets are going to be costing eighty-five dollars, which is not unheard of, but definitely on the higher end of things, especially for a first-year convention where we're not really even sure what's going to be happening. So we put the question to our uh, you, our listeners: uh, What would it take to get you to go to TwitchCon? Um, first response is from our friend Carlton, where his response is: A living horse made of diamonds named Butt Stallion. <laughs> <laughs> now, Gamerhead Radio mascot. No, no, no. Hang on a second. 
I, I, I'm having trouble understanding the context of his response. Is he saying that he would need Butt Stallion to be there? Or would <laughs> Butt Stallion be his transportation to take him there? I think Butt Stallion would have to meet him there. Okay. That's going to fall somewhere between why not both and why not Zoidberg. Well, no. <laughs> what I'm thinking is, he's, is he'll ship Butt Stallion out there and then he'll just ride the dick train out to the con. Oof. But I mean, if you have a horse, why wouldn't you just... I mean, I, you don't want to hurt Butt Stallion's feelings. <laughs> Speed. Butt Stallion is one horsepower. The dick train he's is several. He's made of diamonds. We can make no assumptions here. Okay. You know what? There, I'm just saying right now that there is a glorious... Uh, 80s like like hair metal album cover opportunity here in a, a diamond encrusted horse named Butt Stallion. I just the week Gamerhead Radio is is gonna have to start an 80s like yeah, uh, yeah. an 80s rock group and called we're Butt Stallion. Do, we're gonna have to do all of our covers in uh, Spaghetti Western. Oh God, madness! Butt Stallion. Why not? Well done, Carlton. Some of your finest. <laughs> well, there works, we go, sir. guys. We can start our we can start our cover band on the weekend. So it does eighties tribute <laughs> covers called Butt Stallion and the Dick Trains. We are Butt Stallion <laughs> and the Dick Trains. I'm using that. Butt for something. Stallion and the Dick Trains. <laughs> yes. You've gone too far. You've gone too fucking far. I can't. I can't even. Oh, man. I wasn't ready. I was not you ready. You can't be ready for that. But oh, God. Yeah, John, the, ta- the tagline being... Take us away from this this conversation, please. Oh. No, I, hold on. I'm going to take it away. I, what was the tagline? The tagline Just... would be, uh, <laughs> ride us on the rails and put us away wet. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to quote Ron Burgundy. I immediately regret this decision. Moving on. Um, a couple more people chimed in on uh, on the mailbag this week. Um, Vias for Villains fan, uh, Darcy Twitch Mitch, uh, is, is her nickname is Twitch, said, there's a con about me? Clearly, it is about you, Darcy. Um, yes. yes. Yes, it's clearly, all about clearly. you. Uh, Jason Paskovitz said, prove that it's worth the money, i.e. after a few years of running, then if I had the money and time, I'd think about it. So it seems to be, if I'm if I'm reading Jason's comment correctly, that it's more of an issue of that uh, he would need to kind of see what it, what it's about before uh, throwing down his hard-earned yep. cash. And I, I don't blame him for... Yeah. I mean, if you say, I'm going to an anime convention, you know what you're getting there. Going to a sci-fi convention or a comic convention, you know what you're getting there. This is an untested, unfounded thing, so maybe he's not wrong. I mean, but even just in general, I think any event like that where you're asking people to buy tickets without even saying what's going on. I mean, it's just like this is the first time I, I've never been to Lollapalooza. I've never really had any interest in going to Lollapalooza. But this is the first time I've ever understood that they that they have their tickets go on sale before they've announced the lineup. They do. Considering that that is you're talking about hundreds of dollars for these tickets. That is just insane to me. Who would do that? Yeah, 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 yeah. The but, same people who went to Ozfest. Yeah, yeah. That's well, I uh, well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Whole other conversation. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Will Morales said, be at a larger venue and not be sold out already. So um, I want to look into this since uh, we, we chimed in on the article last week. But this gentleman, uh, his comment leads me to believe that maybe they've already sold out. I know, the er- I know the early bird passes were sold out. Hang on. We're going to do some live live Googling research here. Wow. We haven't done live Googling in a while. Yeah. Do you know the jingle, John? Do you know the, the, the uh, jingle? I don't. I don't think I've heard. I, we've had not had the live Google since I joined the show, so oh, I don't think yeah. I've heard it. Every it, once in a while, it's, live um, Googling happens. Uh, live Googling. Live Googling. Live Googling. Live Googling. That, that's how it goes. That is the. <laughs> uh, that is that is our first song. That's yes, our first the song. Fal- the falsetto has to have puppet arms. It's true. So. All right. So looking at the um, so weekend. 
early bird pricing is sold out. Okay. You can still buy Friday-only or Saturday-only tickets, and presumably non-early bird weekend tickets will be available at some and point. And how much although, are those uh, per day? So the weekend early bird was seventy six fifty. Ooh, that's Friday a... early bird only is forty five. Saturday early bird only is fifty four. That is insanity! Wow. So you can pick this or Lollapalooza. <laughs> that yeah. is insane. And, and that is early bird pricing good until April twenty fourth. So another few days after this episode goes live, and then after that, presumably we go addish- full on. additional the eighty five dollar uh, yeah. weekend passes will be available. Uh, no idea how many or anything like that. So, well, well uh, you know, in, in response to Will's statement, maybe he's not wrong about it being sold out here. You know, at least the early bird stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see here. I got a couple. Uh, Mr. Brian Lesser, which uh, I got to hang out with last night. And this is going to be weird because he references it. So I got to talk about myself in the third person. <laughs> Bear with us. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, and honest to goodness, Dick Train. Is, is his first thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, like uh, so. Apparently, him and Carlton take the same means of transportation to yeah. San Francisco. It's been it's been kind of Dick Trainless for the last yeah. few episodes, and it's just like everywhere tonight. All yep. of a sudden, just Dick yeah. Trains. It's, everywhere. it's like it's like it's a rush train or something. All right, let's see here. All joking aside, Goat and I were talking about this the other day, as in yesterday. Well, uh, the other day now. I forget podcast time flux. Uh, <laughs> The uh, the only way you could sell me on going is if there was something special, special some special event going on at the convention, uh, be it a tournament or special exhibition. Okay. That you uh, couldn't just stream on Twitch. Hold on, hold on. He gets to that. <laughs> oh, okay. However, we're now back to Goat's original point. Uh, he agrees with me. You're one of the few. Uh, you can just watch it on your computer. In my opinion, the only way that would that would wait the only way to make it that all caps exclusive of an event is. If you don't stream it, which is the exact opposite of what Twitch TV is all about. Yeah. Huh. So it's, it's, yeah, it's just a dog in its tail <laughs> streaming. Yeah. I would be willing to bet that most other places are not as like caught up on the concept of like, what is it as we seem to be, but I'm really just really curious what is what they're going to do with it. Mm-hmm. It's going to be an endless portal. Yeah. I don't know how many early bird passes that there there were, but the fact that the weekend is sold out already, there are definitely enough interested parties. So. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. They just want to be on the other side of the camera. Uh, and then Sean Keita, uh, an extra hour in the ball pit. <laughs> you, sir. <laughs> I'm so glad to hear people still making Dashcon jokes. <laughs> you, you, sir, are, uh, are easily amused for $85 for an extra hour in the ball pit. You don't get the reference there, do you? <laughs> nope. I'll explain later. Okay. Like most things. Uh, if, if for a... anybody who is not aware, just Google Dashcon Ball Pit. Yep. And you'll Got see. It. It's a tragic tale. All right. All <laughs> kidding aside, though, unless they make it into more into more along the lines of most other cons and non-educational panel events to te- attend dances, concerts, etc., I'd be hard-pressed to go. Like you guys brought up in the last podcast, it seems to be more like a business convention catered to those who already use Twitch for streaming as part of their career rather than an event that would be open to everyone. I I would have to agree with them. I do I, it's got that E3 feel to it. That you know, business only. Well, I mean Twitch just, is such a hot button thing right now. Uh, there I mean a- anybody's going to get on board with wanting to try it out now. It sounds I think like like maybe like we're naysaying a lot of this stuff. I don't know, we're naysaying it, but I just uh anything that I've said it before anything that makes mm. positive or good things for gaming or the gaming industry, right on. It's just there's just so much mystery surrounding yeah, it. Right I mean now. personally, I'm I'm all for it, but I'm just skeptical of what it actually is. 
Guess yeah. we will find out. That's it's it's the... like those. It reminds me of those fucking eggs. And there goes that. Uh, <laughs> uh, what the Kinder eggs? No, the what little eggs. About? No, no, no. Like you've had them. Like the little like. Uh, like the Mario and the Zelda eggs they had where you could get all four, but you didn't know what was in the egg. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what we're doing. We're blind the, faith um, and trying to get the entire set. Oh, what are those things called? They're, they're super boxes. <clears throat> uh, yeah, same, same idea. Yeah. The eggs, um, they're the super popular vending machines in Japan, especially. Yeah. Um, they call them, there's a name for them. Uh, it's but, escaping me right now, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's where we're at. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and um, so then uh, we have an email this week from uh, our friend Ryan on. Um, he says, uh, Dear Gout... Tug for Buttercorn and Falcon Glen, which <laughs> now you understand the lead of the show. <laughs> Sorry. I have to say I know, it again. No. Oh, um, so, uh, dear gout, Tug for Buttercorn and Falcon Glen. I mean, the one that gets me is Falcon Glen, because now I have this falcon with these stupid goggles on. And this F on his chest with this coat. Do you know what like- I think of when I when I hear that? I think of Captain Falcon's lame ass older dad. <laughs> That's a, That's dad Captain Falcon, Falcon this is Falcon Glenn. Wouldn't he be General Glenn though? Yeah, yeah. Even or generals General have names. Falcon. That's true. Not necessarily in the military. You don't know. Um, but uh, he goes on to say, I enjoy listening to your previous PCAST at the Midwest Gaming Con. I am sorry my conflicting, conflicted schedule kept me from attending. I am particularly sad because for once I heard no mention of a phallic locomotive, which was amazing. Again with the dick train tonight. Like finding Sasquatch. Well, that's his point, is that there was no mention <laughs> of it last week. Which no, is, we've already disappointed you, Ryan. Which is yeah, apparently yeah. a rare thing. I don't, <laughs> Made I don't up know. for the deficit this week. <laughs> Do we really talk about that much? It's, it's Family friendly. It's I just popped don't think up dick a lot. Tra- I don't think dick Trains allowed in a family-friendly version. We had to make up for all the wholesome goodness last week. (laughs) He goes on to say, I hadn't read this far, Um, I peed a little laughing when Charlie pre-humously gave familial death condolences to Smash Brothers creator, insert Japanese name, (laughs) 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 and John called him on it. (laughs) That's completely fair. Um, To use gaming terminology, since this is a gaming podcast, Charlie must have thoughts and prayers go out macro locked to a hotkey to use at hopeful moment's notice. <laughs> oh my god no I don't have that what <laughs> keep up the great work guys says Ryan um, Ryan thank, thank you, you very sir. much for that uh, so thank you um, to uh, Ryan and everybody else that uh, wrote in we uh, re- appreciate your emails and responses and Facebook comments and so on and whatnot. <clears throat> so um, John all your digital correspondence <laughs> yes um and John, what do you have coming up in the world of John? Suddenly, a lot. Um, v is for Villains is starting to book a ton of stuff, some of which is not completely confirmed, so I'll, I'll talk about it coming up, but a couple of which are. Um, this coming Saturday, we're going to be performing at a benefit event for Fearless Radio um, after C2E2. Now, this location is really, really, really close to McCormick Place and not, not at all far from where that's going to be. Um, so you can find information on our Facebook page about that event, or if you f- go to fearlessradio.com um, or, f- or Fearless Radio's um, you know, web page that, or, or Facebook page, you'll be able to check that out. They've got information about all of it up. Um, but Vs for Villains' next uh, you know, personally hosted show is going to be the following weekend, May 2nd, um, at the Beat Kitchen. I'm sorry, at the Bottom Lounge uh, in Chicago. And it's going to be um, $10 a ticket. 
We're going to be doing pre-sale tickets for that. They're cheaper if you get them from us, so make sure you buy the tickets through the band. We have a limited number of them. They are going to go quickly. Um, you know, we almost always sell out of those whenever we play the room. So um, hit us up. You know, hit me up. Look for me on any of the uh, social media sites and message me anywhere, and I will make sure to get to you. Message us through Gamerhead Radio if you can't find any other alternative means to do so, and I will make sure that I get one to you. Um, we have still have enough time to mail them out to you, but we're going to have to mail them quick. Um, and again, those tickets are 10 bucks a piece. Um, and that's going to be bottom launch May 2nd. Um, two more shows, big ones coming up in the local area over the summer. Um, those aren't confirmed yet, but, uh, keep your ears peeled. There's going to be some good stuff to it. And, uh, then, uh, July 4th, we're going to be at, uh, anime Midwest performing. It's going to be a big event there. Uh, that, that is it for now. Goat. Do you have anything that you would like to talk about? No, not a thing. No, nothing. No, we're getting close, but no. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, my side of things, I haven't mentioned our uh, our Facebook groups in a while that uh, that we all partake in. So if you uh, are on Facebook and you would like to uh, converse about gamings with all three of us here, plus a whole bunch of other great people, including pretty much the entire B-Squad, um, you can uh, look up the uh, group on Facebook called The Players Club. Uh, we're all in there. And um, you know, f- feel free to uh, request an invite, and you'll almost certainly be let in. Uh, if you want to talk about Android uh, phones and technology, you can look up Android for Everyone. If you want to talk about iOS and Apple and other related thingies, uh, you can look up Curiosity because it's clever because there's iOS in the word Curiosity, and that's why I named it that. <laughs> if you want to, if you want to talk about uh, computers and other general technology stuff, you can look up the mouse click like C L I Q U E because again, clever. And um, if you want to talk about beer, you can look up Chicago Land Craft Beer Addicts, uh, otherwise known as Cobra, because I really wanted our name to be an acronym for Cobra. <laughs> and, re- <laughs> and apparently the clever train came to a stop. Yeah, it really did. I'm yeah, yeah, there you go. So for next week's show, this is something that we've been tabling for quite some time. We're finally going to address the topic of the state of broken games in the industry. Just um the how games seem to how how the perception seems to be among some gamers that uh it's the idea of release now and fix later for many uh for many uh of the bigger companies and uh video game manufacturers and so uh, we're going to be talking about that and giving some of our opinions on the matter. And uh, we will also be having a guest joining us to talk about this conversation. Uh, yes, a good friend of mine and uh, sometimes contributor through uh, Mailbag, uh, Mr. Ricky Keller, um, who um, <clears throat> currently does work in the gaming industry. He's a, uh, a software engineer. He's a programmer. Uh, he's going to be joining us on the show uh, next week to discuss some of these things. Then That way we can talk about uh, this uh unfortunate trend with somebody who uh who has hands-on experience working in the gaming world hopefully get uh some of his opinions and perspectives on it uh coming up so uh so our question to you guys is going to be um just in general what do you think about the state of video games in terms of their bug freeness and completedness that's not a word um when they come out um do you think that the uh increased complexity in games is is uh is uh contributing to to there being more broken games yeah um or do you do you so do you think it's um you know do you think it's uh expected that that we see more complex games having more issues um or would you rather see everything be delayed longer and longer to be able to fix these issues or maybe do you think the game should stop trying trying to be so complex so there's less stuff to break let us know what you think and um so that's that's our question to you guys for next week
Alright, and with that, if you like what you heard, you can find us at GamerHeadRadio.com, at Facebook.com backslash GamerHeadRadio, at Google.com backslash plus GamerHeadRadio, and on Twitter at GamerHeadRadio, where I'm at T-E-K Charlie, Goat is at Sir Ghostworth, and John is at the Fallon Flynn. Don't go to the Falcon Greg, it will, or Glenn. 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 Fal- God damn it, get the, my name right if you're, you're gonna say it, it's you're, Greg. You're or to, Glenn, I said it wrong too. Okay, before this episode airs, you're gonna have to register that, because otherwise it's, there's gonna be a parody account in very yeah, little time here. It's true. Yeah, I'm so. just gonna seal Sir Goatsworth. Yeah. <laughs> these are our you realize these are our like mirror boss battle fights. Like, to, somebody draw these versions of us, please. I would like to thank Ryan right now for naming my next companion on Neverwinter. <laughs> Uh, you can email us at editors at GamerHeadRadio.com or call in and leave us a message at 94926Gamer. <clears throat> Download the official GamerHead Radio app from Google Play on Android or subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, YouTube, Twitch, or with your podcast downloader of choice. Thanks very much for listening, everybody. It's good to be back to a normal weekly studio schedule for a little while, and we will see you next week. This has been GamerHead Radio. Fable beta. Yeah. <laughs> we keep sending me fucking emails. We're like, he'll be here soon. Yeah, how about this? Don't fucking write me again until you have a <laughs> Well, the um, the developer follows me on Twitter, so I tweeted him, and I was like, hey, um, I don't know what soon is, but it's been soon for about a year. Just so you know. Burning <laughs> <laughs> the midnight oil, boys. No, he tweeted me back, and he's like, I know. <laughs> he probably sent that. Fucking bloodshot eyes, hair sticking yeah. out. And I know! <laughs> Stop fucking writing me! I hear it every day! Hate you guys! Please buy the game. Please buy it. Well, you don't have to buy it. It's free to play. Oh, there you go.